0: I won't How do You do not
1: have this memorized.
0: I do, but I, do, I don't. Hang on. I, I have I,
1: I have a Shakespeare monologue. I'm sorry. That I've had memorized for about actress. ten years now.
0: Well, I just want to get it right.
1: Tell me not, prior, that thou hearest of this, unless thou tell me how to prevent it. If, in thy wisdom, thou canst give no help, do that, but call my resolution wise, and with this knife I'll help it presently. God joined my heart in Romeo's hour. Hands and Romeo's; our hands in this hand. By thee, to Romeo sealed shall be the label to another deed, or twixt my extremes and me, this bloody knife shall play the umpire, arbitrating that which the commission of thy years and art could do no issue. Drawn a ring. me not so long to speak; I long to die. If what thou speakest speak not of remedy. That's my go-to Shakespearean audition piece. I did it for wow. Hardfest, and they were like wow wish we were doing romeo and juliet this year but they did and it last hyper year speed too. yeah i didn't like that and they were like that was so fast it's very impressive
0: <laughs> this is matter at obsessive viewer on twitter
1: and this is kirsten leister at burger underscore lurker on twitter
0: and this is obsessiveviewer.com's the obsessive viewer podcast
1: jingle yes that's
0: beautiful yeah that's really nice we did that last time and i realized i don't have the music in my head like, yeah, like I,
1: I don't know the song i again. don't know the
0: song <laughs> um hello and welcome that's not to, great yeah well you know
1: i think what you uh, just did is really good yeah, oh okay da, thank, da, you. Da, 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 thank you yeah
0: it's yeah. very ominous yes uh, hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. Probably a bonus episode, I don't know. We're a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be a genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And for the minimum rate of $1 per month, you can become a patron at Patreon.com slash Obsessive Viewer for a, an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for patreon supporters <laughs> and we just recorded a very laid-back uh recording um uh yeah uh so check that out on patreon.com slash viewer i'm your host the aforementioned matt hurt and with me today is recurring co-host kirsten leister hello
1: hello we to be
0: here in my bed yes uh we are on location on location in, yes in kirsten's, kirsten's apartment, apartment. Her studio apartment, it's,
1: uh, Don't say the, my address. I
0: just, I just want to make sure everyone knows. Like, go to Google, go to Google Earth, uh, type in. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it.
1: Yeah, I know you're not gonna say yeah. it because why would you? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so um, I live, yeah, I live in a studio apartment, so I have no yes. furniture, um, except for yes. my bed. So we're just hanging mm-hmm. out on my bed. Yes. Recording. Uh,
0: it's very chaste. This is so. this is a
1: very nice bed. It, it is very I comfortable. A, I have a very nice bed. Yes. Because
0: I spend so much time in it. Right. Right. Um, yes. And we're here with Ninja. My cat. Her cat, which... She keeps yeah.
1: jumping on and off the bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ninja, come! <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: She doesn't respond to that. No. So anyway, uh, today on the podcast, we just... This is probably going to be a bonus episode because we just uh, released our episode where we talked about whatever we talked about last time. Uh, Lost Point. Um, what did we review? Blockers, Stuber, and... Whatever else we were. I don't know. I guess
1: I'll find that on Tuesday. Yeah.
0: Um, but this is going to be a special episode because we are only reviewing scary stories to tell in the dark. And then hopefully Tiny and I will be recording a parking lot special review of Good Boys. <laughs> so gross. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. About Good Boys. I uh kind of but while I'm bringing up the stuff. For scary stories um kirsten the trailer for good boys were you, are you excited for that movie at yeah all? it
1: looks good okay i would go but i mm-hmm. uh it's hell week for fringe oh yes so
0: so yeah.
1: um i'm gonna be busy
0: mm-hmm. you know it's funny because i mentioned it to fecus on the last episode it may have been on patreon i'm not sure but he mentioned that he is yeah it was in the episode um he mentioned that he's not—he's on the fence about it because the kids are very young.
1: Yeah, well, and, but I mean, they—they they look like—they look good. Yeah, you know, they—they they look funny mm-hmm. and like they look like good actors.
0: But I no, oh, I'm, uh, you're mistaken. He is uh, not objecting to, but he is concerned because of the subject matter. Oh, and they're like young kids, and like the subject uh. matter is a little um. iffy.
1: Uh, wasn't there like an orgy in it? In the book. In the book? Yes. In the, in the book.
0: Yes. There's still. It wasn't children. an orgy. It was a, it was a sex pack. Um Tell me, what yeah. is the
1: difference between an orgy and a gangbang?
0: Well I don't know. Um, <laughs> then, you, then why did you correct me? Uh because okay, the orgy is okay, this is what it is. Uh, the difference <laughs> is you're forcing my hand. Um <laughs> I'm gonna make that joke anyway. Um, the difference between orgy and a gangbang. The or an orgy is multiple partners. Um, kind of you know.
1: Oh, and they were all orgies. just doing Beverly. They
0: were all just doing bev. Yeah.
1: Um. It's yeah, okay. Really, why did that happen?
0: In the book, it happened because they were they were stuck after defeating it, and they felt the power that their bond was sharing fading away and they had to kind of get away from the like out of the sewers and stuff It's like it i'm not gonna justify it because like it's not magic
1: between children
0: pretty much that Um,
1: is some military grade bullshit
0: but it's it's very sweet (laughs) um and uh in it's, what way? Well, because they're—it's their bond and stuff. It's not it, okay. It's not presented like the guys are like, "Oh, hey, let's let's fuck this girl." No, it's like no, no, no. It's it's like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get very dangerous. <laughs> like, yeah, I almost fell into.
1: <laughs>
0: Just no. I'm, I, I was I going really to say know. no. I was gonna. <laughs> I almost said something that would have sounded like she was asking for it. <laughs> and I didn't mean that. Um it was consensual and it was a means to express their love for each other. It wasn't like a But
1: only to Beverly.
0: Yeah, pretty much. This uh, like I said, I'm not justifying it. It's a very weird um, outlier of Also the book. they're
1: children.
0: They are children.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: How descriptive is the sex
0: scene Um, in the book it's not gratuitously descriptive it's more like it's from bev's point of view and she is uh it's her inner monologue talking about how she feels like the pain she's feeling the the feelings of love she's feeling um uh how good ben is at it (laughs) um yeah like i said i'm not justifying it okay
1: so they're like stuck in the tunnels and they're like, our Bond, you know, how many things did they try before they're like, let's all take turns running it. a train on Bev? Was that like the first thing? I think that might be the first thing. I, I mean, how did they know that would work? I don't know. That's it's such the, an extreme it's thing what the, to try. The turtle
0: was telling them to say.
1: The turtle. Or to do. Yeah. Okay. Turtle, which
0: I think you'll learn about in uh, chapter two. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. I actually um, know the thing yeah. about the
0: turtle. Oh, good.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Kind of a... Nice i didn't know the to turtle the told them to all i think it did i don't know it's uh, it's funny because <laughs> i have
1: sex with their friend
0: i've listened to the audiobook twice
1: yeah
0: uh once before it chapter one uh second time recently um and i still can't like
1: like i'm glad they didn't sense put that in the it. movie yeah me too it, and, like, they, just, be, they just all held hands in a circle that's much nicer yeah, yeah. like for children yeah
0: uh yeah like i said i'm not justifying it like i'm not a homer for stephen king in that way um i'm just saying that it's something that that's happens.
1: so weird yeah i don't like that yeah that's weird well so what are we here to talk about
0: we're apparently not that yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah i i don't know check out tower junkies by the way guys
1: <laughs> this is all um, one big advertisement
0: yes uh, we were talking about scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Um, oh, cause we
1: were talking about children.
0: Yes, yes. In movies. Yeah, and we're talking about good boys. The, oh, gonna,
1: and the, 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 the content.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. That's how we got to it. So. Subject matter. Yeah. So, okay. So a bunch of guys, a bunch of, a bunch of young boys can be exposed to that kind of, um, mature content and everything. But the second that there is a young kid gangbang in a Stephen King, uh, book suddenly it's just I'm
1: yes I'm, okay. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's a bit guys um but also okay just to before we get away from the kid orgy thing uh or it's a gangbang uh it was also that they were starting to like recognize that they were losing their memory of what what happened and everything so uh, guys you won't even remember it happened yeah. hey, that's not what I meant okay. Anyway.
1: Yeah, that still doesn't make sense, though. It, Having sex doesn't improve your memory.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so much of this is getting cut out. <laughs> okay, we're here today to talk about scary stories to tell I in the just,
1: dark. It doesn't make sense. Okay. I, I don't, I'll, i we can move on. I'll yes.
0: reread that section and.
1: Uh, report back. I'll
0: report back. Yes. <sighs> yeah, read, um,
1: read the, read the kid gang bang. Yeah. Scene. <sighs> Oddly enough,
0: not the weirdest Stephen King moment, I will say. What is? Uh, I don't know actually. Um, there yeah, is what beats kid kid orgy. There is a to regain their
1: memories and find their way out of the tunnel f- away from the killer clown. What's weird than that? Because the turtle is, told them to do it.
0: There, I, there's a woman that has sex with a demon. Well, anyway, um, that's gonna get cut out. Anyway, um, so scary stories to tell in the dark
1: god okay yes. yeah so hey this was good yeah it, it, was was, good. it was a good movie
0: yeah why did i look up good boys uh, um hey yeah what i will not have that type of language in your apartment
1: well i will dumbass
0: hey um okay uh wow this is very quick uh scary stories tell in the dark we're gonna do a non-spoiler review and then probably a spoiler review um so this is according to imdb the plot summary is a group of teens face their fears in order to save their lives um all right that's it all right yeah Yeah. uh directed by andre overdahl and uh screenplay by dan hageman and kevin hageman uh, also Guillermo del Toro. And this is obviously based on the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark books, uh, by Alvin Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kirsten, you, I remember hearing or knowing this about you, that you were a big fan of the book. Yeah, yeah. We, we had,
1: uh, now there was the original Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and then there was like mm. more Scary Stories to Tell yeah. in the Dark, and they had, they had a couple of different books. Yeah. We had several of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember a lot of the stories, that they highlighted in the movies, like the yeah. big toe one, was one of the really oh, good was ones. It? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh I remember the the me um, do yeah Tini or something. Yeah. Me the, the jangling uh, man. Yeah.
0: Um, me tie Doty. Yeah. Um, it didn't make
1: sense when I was a kid either. Yeah. Um. I mean. Lots, lots of, lots of, lots of really, I remember Harold, because mm-hmm. that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they were really scary. Like, the yeah. illustrations were horrifying. That's what I,
0: I don't remember if I ever actually read them. Yeah. Honestly, I remember really, like, being affected by the illustrations, mm-hmm. though. Um, just yeah. kind of iconic. Um, And yeah. they were
1: really captured very well mm-hmm. in, in the live action movie. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about that. So the movie, uh, I should say, stars
1: a bunch uh, of kids that like are not known. They're not famous.
0: Yeah. So. Um, and
1: also Dean Norris. <laughs> right. Uh
0: Michael Garza as Ramon. Uh Zoe Margaret uh Coletti as Stella. Is she? I'm looking to see if I saw her in anything. No. Um Gabrielle Rush as Augie.
1: Probably Gabriel. Gabriel. Not Gabrielle.
0: Ga- shit. Uh, Gabriel. Ga- Gabriel. Yes. Uh, Gil Bellows as Chief Turner. And Austin Zajor as Chuck. Oh, also Natalie Ganshorn as Ruth. Um, Ruth. Ruth. Okay. Uh, so I know that I saw Augie in something else, but I can't place yeah, he it. He does is.
1: look really familiar.
0: Yeah. looks like he was in... Um, uh, Moonrise Kingdom.
1: I didn't see that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um.
1: <laughs> oh, Grand Budapest Hotel. He was apparently in. Oh,
0: yeah. Did you ever see that? I did. Oh, I'm did like- you like it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Nice. I agree. Um. Yeah, that's the only things that those are the only things I've seen him in. But so yeah, so this movie is PG thirteen, and it kind of pushes. The it PG-13. was. Yeah. Ah. Oh yeah. Um, some of the imagery in this was yeah. really creepy, S-
1: real scary. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, there we'll talk in spoilers like specifics, but there are. Several like distinct stories that are told, yeah, um in the yeah that's of, kind of the
1: whole point man. yeah,
0: and the whole the kind of conceit of the movie is that there uh there's a book that's found, yes. and the book writes stories like it reads you instead of you reading it, yeah, that was um, dumb that was that's, very dumb, yeah, yeah. um but we' are not
1: reading the book, the book's reading us right <laughs> okay, Stella, yeah, um but yeah yeah it's yeah. it's basically uh writing stories. Mm-hmm centering around a different person for each story Mm -hmm. and one one twist that i really like is Mm -hmm. each story of of the of the characters is i mean it really is like something that they are personally afraid of yeah so that was a good yeah
0: a good uh marker for that yeah yeah um very uh cleverly woven together because yeah. I kind of went into it expecting it to be I honestly thought it was going to be like an anthology movie where it was like okay the first story is set in 1968 oh, with these yeah. characters and then yeah. I thought it was going to be like a completely different story mm-hmm. for the second third of it sure
1: yeah that, that 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 would be a good idea yeah but I liked what they did here me too um yeah it, it was it was really good mm-hmm. good humor
0: yeah um, How Chuck you... was very funny yeah he was great this is what
1: yeah
0: <laughs> he was great uh augie was, uh, was yeah. great um i really liked ramon and stella also. yeah
1: they were yeah yeah i mean all the kids were really strong yeah. actors oh
0: yeah and the the kind of horror aspect of it i kind of, I kind of bought their terror mm-hmm. and everything oh yeah um
1: there there's one scene where i think it's a scene in the police station where mm-hmm. Stella's is crying and i'm like god she's a good crier yeah you know oh yeah I mean, it, it wasn't just like they dripped some fake tears down her right. face and then hit action. Like, she was – her nose was red and her yeah. cheeks were puffy and her eyes were were bloodshot. I'm like, wow, that's – she sold it.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I really liked the kind of dynamic between her and, and Ramon mm-hmm. in particular.
1: I still – the whole time I was like, God, how old is Ramon? <laughs> yeah. He he's like 18.
0: Right. Um, he, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, kind of, I really liked the kind of idea of him being kind of like a, a loner who's mm-hmm. kind of like drifting, um, drifting through, yeah, yeah, and just like the way that it, that's a hard thing to kind of sell to the audience is like this this lone drifter guy who kind of happens into this kind of group mm-hmm. of friends and everything i just i really like the way that that yeah. was that i was bet he's really
1: regretting it though like yeah. man this oh, did yeah. not end up end up well
0: yeah um um the horror elements of it yeah were surprisingly creepy yeah um yeah there are and we'll talk in spoilers obviously but like there's some imagery in there that was really scary really really yeah. scary um
1: um, I, I, yeah. I, one thing I always appreciate is when teenagers mm. look like teenagers yes, and act like teenagers, yeah, which oh, they yeah. definitely did. And there's this new like cool thing where, um, teenage, like pe- kids are being cast and they're like goofy looking kids, yeah, you know, like with it, you know, when mm-hmm. stranger things is a good example. Right. And this is a good one too, because <laughs> s- some of the kids just like are kind of goofy looking yeah. like they look like real kids. Yeah.
0: I, I thought you were going to say like. Uh yeah, like with it and Stranger Things, like f- basically Finn Wolfhard is just yeah. a really goofy looking. Yeah, guy. and they're
1: like, let's bank on this. Yeah, let's <laughs> bank on Finn Wolfhard's really weird features. Right. <laughs> but like, th- I, I like that because um, yeah. it's like they look um interesting and imperfect.
0: Yes, so. I'm sorry, I was distracted.
1: Yeah, you were by your phone. Yeah. Um.
0: Not. Kids today, right? right Why? Well, I have an empire to run. An empire, an an empire. Yes, I have three podcasts. Um, That's not an empire.
1: It it is three podcasts. Does not an empire make
0: three three podcasts? uh, Six patrons. Um, Yeah. Also, by the way, guys, uh, haven't announced it on the podcast yet, but we're not doing Sharktober this year. (laughs) Oh God. So sorry about that. Um,
1: (laughs) So go out and see scary stories to tell in the dark.
0: Yes. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about that. How did you feel? About the, the atmosphere of it. Like, it is set in, um, between Halloween and Election Day. Yeah. <laughs> of 1968. Um.
1: So was that November 8th?
0: Probably something like something that. Something like that. Um. Uh, yeah. So, how did you feel about it capturing that atmosphere? Cause it's set in, like, Pennsylvania and in the 60s. And for one, I, I really love when that time of year is depicted. How would you feel about it? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> We're going to be stuck in a, a yes. never-ending loop of yawns. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it...
0: And do you like that time of year? Fall? Yeah. It's my
1: favorite time of year. Yeah.
0: this is your birthday.
1: Well, my birthday, um, but, yeah. like, it's... I don't know. It's... I always feel nice and cozy because mm-hmm. it's cool enough to wear like a sweater, yes. but no jacket, which mm-hmm. is the perfect weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and the air smells really clean and yes. crisp, you know. And I like going outside, and it's a little bit cool, just a little that's bit where chilly. We, that's where we differ. And
0: I don't like going outside. Well, <laughs> in general.
1: <laughs> um. But but it but it's nice. Like it's not like hot and sweaty. Right. Um. But it's not cold. And I mm-hmm. like, I mean, I like drinking cider. Yes. And pumpkin oh spice. God. Yes. And I, I, I like, uh, I like the cr- I like crunching on leaves. That's nice too. So.
0: How about Halloween and stuff?
1: Halloween's <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to be the excited. hamburger
1: this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go yeah. burgle some hams.
0: Mm hmm. Did Oh, we never said this on the podcast, but I want to, I want to mention, uh, anecdotally something that you said to my cat months ago.
1: You've been hanging on to this?
0: <laughs> I have because it's really funny to me. Okay. Uh, it was back before you and Pizza were BFFs. Right. And we she, were still
1: tiptoeing around each other. Yeah.
0: And pizza was like it was one of the times like one of the only times where like she was one of the first times she was like laying like comfortable enough laying on me, but she was glaring at you. Okay. And like I remember that you said like you looked her dead in the face and you said, I've known him longer than you
1: <laughs> Well, and, I have.
0: Yeah, and it just it makes me laugh so much because you tried to pull rank on my cat. <laughs>
1: And it didn't work. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway. So, how did you feel about the way that it was, de- like, it was depicted in the movie? Like, the fall season, the, the kind of Halloween season? What kind season? of question
1: is that? I thought it was fine. It's just the, the way it was depicted. They
0: wore sweaters. Yes. But, like, the atmosphere, like, the kind of tone, the, the, the way that the, like, moonlight, the way that the scenes were lit in, like, the cornfield and stuff. Like, good. it was field- good.
1: It was good to, like, the,
0: good. <sighs> but no, it was really good. It was uh scary in parts, but it was like that's the thing that I really appreciated about it was that it was it was scary. It was stories. And it, and was, it was dark. It was dark. And yeah. they were telling them to me. They were. They
1: were telling those stories.
0: Um but no, it was it was scary, but it was like I didn't feel like anxious scary. Mm. Um or anxious scared or anything. Like there were moments that I was like I felt like were intense, but it was very much Kind of a more, and maybe this is just more my frame of mind and everything, but it was more like just energetic intensity rather than anxious okay, intensity. yeah, I get that. Um, even though, and that's not to say, like that's an interesting balance for the movie to, to strike because there are um several moments where like lives are on the line. Like yeah. there are, like th- it's not like there's an absence of threat to it. Yeah. Um So it was a really good balance between like atmosphere, tone, and threat. Uh, threat level the threat level was almost Threat at midnight. level midnight <laughs> yes yeah um so yeah anything else in non-spoilers nah okay how'd you feel about the performances good
1: good yeah i i nice. didn't think there was a weak actor nice in the whole movie
0: um and what did you, f- how did you feel about the overall story and everything? It was, they kind it of was good. Cons- um, see- I
1: mean, well, obviously, the, the books don't have a mm-hmm. cohesive story because right. they're all separate.
0: Yeah. They're um, just collections of short stories. Yeah.
1: So I was, I didn't really know what exactly they were because I, I, I saw the trailer, but mm-hmm. maybe only twice, you know? Right. So I, I didn't really recall exactly what the storyline was. Mm hmm. Um,. But yeah, I thought they did a really good job of building a story, like a like a,
0: like kind of a, a plot around
1: yeah. and let's this go, concept.
0: Let's go. Hopefully, I can remember them off the top of my head. But let's go story by story and just kind of give our Is this spoilers. Brief thing. No, no, non spoiler. Before we go into spoilers, oh. just to kind of go story by story, okay. just Harold. Harold, uh, scary. That was kind of the first one, very. Oh scary. man, for yeah. situationally More scary. Like, Scarold, am I right? Um, i
1: gotta give you that one that was pretty you, good thank you
0: bro and out high five
1: yeah right, we high five
0: okay um, um
1: yeah first of all harold looked scary yes um
0: and like i said to you there's something inherently creepy about cornfields cornfields at night yes um yeah. Like, I just recently read Children of the Corn, mm-hmm. the short story by Stephen King. Um, Classic
1: scary corn story. Yes.
0: Yes. Um And it is frightening. It is. It's a very Something good Something about
1: corn is just yeah. like, ugh, what? And
0: the crazy thing, like, not to go on a tangent, but the crazy thing about Children of the Corn is the, the moment corn. where the corn, like, after they've, like, pretty recently after they've been grown, start banging each other. Um But only the
1: one girl corn. Right. Yes. But somehow that connects all of them, um, right? I'm sorry, um, that is such bullshit. I okay. hey, read the book. So you're defending it? I'm not defending it. I'm just saying you just sound rather indignant. It's all well
0: because I feel like there is a an agenda against Mr. King. <laughs> um,
1: not really. I have an agenda against child gangbangs. Well, I'm just I'll saying, admit don't that. Don't knock
0: it till you try it on the page try reading it um because it's not, okay i think i don't want to get back in. when when you say when you say like okay he has a bunch of kids like have sex with this young girl yeah it's like it sounds like it's just a gratuitous exploitative thing meant to shock the reader but that's not and like, like i said i'm not defending i think it's a very i don't like I said, I've I've read the book twice. I don't think. Why don't they just believe clear. in the power of
1: friendship like normal kids, like on well, Yu-Gi-Oh?
0: Well, you know. Okay. But what the I'm saying. The power of friendship and the heart of the cards. And what I'm saying is that, as misguided and non-specific as his intention was for it, by my by my was account, real
1: specific. I think he wanted a bunch of kids was- to bang each other. <laughs> Well, and so he wrote about it.
0: If I know the timeline, he was he was pretty mixed up on coke at the time. Well, but that would
1: maybe explain
0: it. But it's not like he did it to gross out audiences or make audiences uncomfortable. He was he had a as misguided and and non-specific purpose as it was. There was a purpose for it. just don't. Yeah. And it's not my favorite part of the book. Not by any stretch. Second favorite, maybe. No. It It slows slows the action? That's why
1: you don't like it? God, you're so fucking weird. Look, can we move on? Yes.
0: So, scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, Okay, so Harold was uh, uh, harrowing. Um, Eh, That wasn't as good as uh, Scary. I had to get away from the child gaming. Um, So... Uh, and I really like the resolution of that, which we'll talk about in spoilers.
1: Yeah. Um. um and then after that after was that the big toe. was The
0: big toe. The
1: big toe. Yes. Which was well, it's one that... of the stories that I remember most clearly.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. Was it true to the story?
1: Um, I as I recall mm-hmm. in the story, it's a a boy and he's working in the garden. Okay. And he sees the toe, and he's like, he's from a poor family, mm-hmm. and so he. Grab, he grabs the toe and he's going to take it home. Okay. And it, like, is stuck and he pulls it out and then he hears a scream. And so he takes it home and he puts it in the stew mm-hmm. to eat it. And wow. then, like, it's, I think it was a man actually in the story mm. whose toe it was. And, okay. And, you know, who, uh, who took my toe? <laughs> and he comes in and he kills the kid, I guess. Yeah, well. So, a little um, bit different, but. Yeah
0: uh i i it's hard to say again scary, very scary yeah. like surprisingly scary, yeah, um, and just like gross, like yeah, he ate that toe. yeah, which uh, that's not <laughs> it's expected <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, like they didn't shy away from it, which I was very appreciative of. Yeah. um, And very grossed out by. The
1: part with the fingernails. Oh, God, that always.
0: Anything with fingernails or toenails or teeth nails.
1: Teeth nails?
0: Creep me out in movies. (laughs) Mouth
1: nails? Mouth nails. Your mouth nails?
0: Yes. Um, (laughs) So uh yeah that was that was scary very effective mm-hmm. story and that was kind of our, our introduction to the conceit of the movie yeah um then the next story was, was or uh, that wasn't the introduction harold was sorry the, um anyway. yeah yeah uh, the spiders yes the oh
1: fuck the red spot the red I, now spots. what i remember most about that story was mm-hmm. the was the, the illustration that went along with it because okay. it was like this gaunt pale
0: face with the burst i remember spiders. that yeah. now
1: the long dark hair
0: oh wow i remember
1: it very vividly
0: i i think i honestly think i may have blocked that out of my mind to Mm -hmm. be honest from my childhood because i have such a fear of spiders that
1: scene was difficult to watch it was
0: very yeah oh god like that and just the way that it grows like the the titular red spot yeah is so just unnerving yeah um which you know this about me i hate watching like popping videos and mm, stuff yeah like, that's cysts. right It's just it grosses me out um <sighs> yeah well,
1: this must be like 10 times worse cuz also
0: spiders come out yeah oh it was terrifying like i um i don't know if i tweeted this or or if i mentioned it somewhere but there was a Facebook, um, like promoted like video or gif or something for scary stories to tell in the dark that just showed like just a loop of Ruth touching the, the leg as it's coming out of her cheek and it wiggling. And like, I, I saw like two seconds of that on Facebook. Uh, I'm reviewing a movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ninja. She's like, I want to play. I don't. That's Pizza's voice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to keep making her sound like Pizza. Apology accepted. I just miss her so much. She's she's, she's just at nuts, home. Nuts, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm nuts for loving my cat and making sure the world knows that she loves me back.
1: She anyway, doesn't. though. She does.
0: She loves me so much. Um, Did you see her
1: little paw. She just went. Oh. And-
0: Did she want to bro out? And high five okay anyway uh so yeah so that story freaked me out yeah um nice and and scurry yes and like i said like it's it doesn't shy away from it it's i I really thought that it was incredibly effective um from visuals to the urgency of the story i thought Mm -hmm. was very well done Um, and the outcome um after
1: that was the red room
0: after that was the red... Was it?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and
1: I don't remember the specific story about the okay. red room, but I remember the image of the, the, the pale, pale woman. The pale woman.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That might have been my favorite segment of the whole movie. That was
1: really well um, done.
0: Incredible. Like. Yeah. The, the, uh, cinematography of it, the kind of color palette that they use, mm-hmm. it's obviously it very red. red. Um, and just the imagery of the pale woman was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Um, and, well, we'll go into spoilers. Well, we will. But. Um, but the way but what she did to him, yes, like, the God. way she was utilized was freaking yeah. amazing. Uh, Yeah. Not much else to say about the Red Room. Yeah. Uh, was the next one the Haunted House? Next and final? No. Or Was there uh, something it before was that? it
1: was the Jangling Man?
0: Oh yes. Okay. The D took to, to, for, for walking something. Um, yes, yeah. that was.
1: That was maybe like he was maybe the scariest thing in the yes in the movie for me.
0: Yeah, he was very aggressive. I don't know why, but <laughs> he was very um, threatening in the way that <laughs> I'll talk about that. Your joke and spoilers <laughs> made me laugh, but the way he's introduced is really fantastic. Um, also we didn't mention in the, well, we mentioned his name, but Gil Bellows plays the chief who he is. Um, he was in Shawshank Redemption and also Eleven, Twenty Two, Sixty Three. So there's a Stephen King connection there. Um, we should really watch 112263, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause I know you said that you were a big fan of the Kennedy assassination.
1: I like conspiracy theories. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was just really, really good. And like the visual effects were pretty good. Um, I kind of feel like, Anytime there's like heavy visual effects like that, yeah, when it's like at a night nighttime setting and it's a dark, a dark room and everything, I kind of it it bugs me a little bit because it's like okay, they're just trying to save money on like rendering the image and everything. But I, I think it it came through pretty well. It looked pretty good. I kind of I thought it looked really scary. Yeah, it was scary. Like the sound design of it was intimidating and frightening. I could see maybe in like three years, kind of revisiting it and thinking it maybe looks a little janky. But for the present day um, and for the effect in the moment, I thought it was it was well done. I
1: can't find what it's actually called.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was trying real hard to stall while you find, found <laughs> it. Um, and I failed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Um, and then after that was the haunted house,
0: the haunted house, which I thought was very clever. Like, do yeah. you remember if that was part of, I don't remember I don't it. it. That was. doesn't, that doesn't
1: mean it wasn't, but yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember it.
0: Well, I would think that since it was so tied to kind of the, um, frame story yeah. of the movie, I, I kind of feel like maybe it was invented for the movie. That's
1: possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I, I really liked it. I liked the, uh, there's a clever way that it utilizes time a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I thought it was, was really good. clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really good. Uh, it was, it kind of got a little bit confusing for me, kind of toward the end, because I thought that they were going one way, uh, but then they kind of, well, we'll talk about that in spoilers. Okay. But, uh, overall, I thought that it was, it was really good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so overall thoughts before we go into spoilers, how did you feel? feel about the movie where do you rank it in your um yeah. list
1: i uh, i really like it i i thought it was a really well done movie mm-hmm. um where did i put it i put it at it's at number seven currently nice
0: okay so. what's above it
1: ma ma and like what's ma. below it uh stuber
0: nice and what's your number one avengers endgame and what's your number last palms okay nice uh also by the way i think if my tags on letterbox are correct we're up to 89 movies in the theater you and i nice over the last five years uh when we get to 100 i want to do a special episode with you about it okay so yeah where we rank we rank them you, one to a hundred what's wrong with
1: you <laughs> tearing up my blinds
0: get over here pizza tore just, up my blinds really early blinds. yeah have i told you the story about why i have the bed sheet up in over my window and i'm my guessing bedroom? it was because of pizza pizza destroyed my blinds Yeah, that's a good story yeah so i just have a bed sheet over my window and then pizza tries to jump up on the top of the window sill, oh. and she'll like stretch her legs out because she tries to she's stupid mm. um so yeah, but once we get to 100 movies, I want us to sit down and have a party. Rank one to 100. Are you for real? Go through each. Well, okay. No, obviously not. We'll go from 100 to I one. I believed you
1: because you do and shit <laughs> like that.
0: We'll start at number 100. We'll compare notes. We to,
1: we'll watch them all. Yes,
0: we'll watch them all <laughs> again. Watch all the movies. Yes. Um. In order. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll no, take
1: I, four years. Yes.
0: I'll I'll give you a list of the hundred movies once we hit 100, and then I maybe each of us pick our 10 favorite of the hundred and then yeah it'll be it'll be a good episode uh, um so yeah so we're let's go into spoilers for okay, scary let's stories do spoilers. so i'm gonna play a clip from the trailer right here um and then when we get back we're gonna spoil scary stories
2: hey what's going on
3: tommy's missing
1: tommy's name was in the book there's no way it's actually connected right okay what if what happens in the book is exactly what's happened for real oh my god Aggie, Stella. Listen, you're in the next story. We're reading
0: it right here. It's a corpse looking for her missing toe. And spoil. Yeah, the
1: blinds.
0: I like the blinds. Okay,
1: <laughs> Matt. Come on. I'm gonna hit you with a rolled-up newspaper. Please,
0: please do. Um, um,
1: spoil me, Matt.
0: Spoilers on for scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, so let's see. What was your favorite moment and favorite kind of horror effect? God,
1: I loved the straw.
0: Yes. Bit
1: in the Harold. Should we go story segment? by story? In- sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's, do that. let's okay. start with Harold. That was so terrifying.
0: Yes. And so vivid, yeah. like vividly realized. Yeah. Um, um,
1: God, when he stumbles out of the the, the cornfield, cornfield and he says mommy
0: yes he said mommy he said mommy okay if he said mommy
1: wow. mom like that you know Fuck. and then he starts choking really on the straw
0: yes like this was an interesting moment for me because this was a weird day for me yeah. um because weird day for me. uh when harold sticks him with the rake yeah I was so like I was like I was shocked. I was like, "Holy shit, that's pretty." That's pretty graphic. That's graphic. And then I like noticed like there's not really that much blood. There's hardly any blood, and I was like, "Okay." it's pg-13 they have to get around the blood and everything and then like they sure got around it yeah and i'm like it's like straw coming out of it. i'm like oh my oh fuck they're Mm -hmm. doing this this is yeah this is really graphic and really well done yeah it's horrific horrific like it coming out of his ears and his mouth like and
1: out of the wounds yes yeah that was
0: good oh it was so good so good yeah um and it didn't like really cut away from it or mm-hmm. anything. It was just very up close and
1: personal. Man, yes. Yeah. It that was. was, that was good. That was, yes. that was really good. Right. Yeah. Um, ninja. Stay out of the blinds. <laughs> you butthole.
0: Look, I, like I said, I like the blinds. You're a butthole. All right? Hey, we are in your apartment. Yes, we are. On my podcast. Yes. Yes. You're a butthole. Um, so. Okay. Thank you.
1: <laughs> um, okay. The big toe. The big toe. I was so sad that Augie died because I had already said, that's me. Yep. Um, I'm I, such an
0: Augie. I wanted to. I wanted to stop. I wanted to like turn to you and be like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm like Ramon. You know, the very, uh, very handsome stranger and who comes. Who did into I town. say you were?
1: Oh, I said you were the toe lady. <laughs> yeah,
0: You said I was the Where's toe lady.
1: I toe.
0: Hey, I have yeah, all I said, my toes. I said we you know Anyway, that's you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I identified with Augie. <laughs> yes. I because uh... he was
0: the skeptic. Yeah. And.
1: And he was one who was like shouldn't have gone in that haunted yeah. house. Oh yeah, shouldn't have taken that book. Right, um, and uh, go start real, you yeah. know. So peace out. Right, and then.
0: Uh, but God, what
1: you, horrific! Like oh, the, my the God. nails scratching. Yes, but oh. let's back
0: up. When he gets the stew out of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. um, it was I. What I love about that is like we we know obviously like there's a toe in there. We see the toe and we see the body parts and everything, but it plays up so well to his character because yeah. he's like on the walkie-talkie his friends are like don't eat anything it's like the fuck are you talking yeah. about well, like no.
1: it, it's all it's been established that um uh, uh chuck mm-hmm. pranks him right you know and he, mm-hmm. and he even said like did chuck put you up to this yeah you know so like you know why would he right i mean he has no reason to th- like yeah. you know it, it's just it's outrageous to yeah. think that something just, is gonna happen he's just
0: trying to get his stew on you know um
1: he just wants him a good stew. Yeah, but when While his he mom eats and her boyfriend, are, yeah,
0: oh, like it, we see it come out of his mouth, like oh, uh, oh, uh.
1: and then he gags. And yes, yeah, yeah, I feel that. Augie. Just
0: so, oof.
1: Oh, I was so disappointed when he ran up into his bedroom. Yeah, yeah. You have no way out from there.
0: Like I kept thinking, like just get out of the fucking house. Yeah. Like go over to Stella's and yeah. have. Well, a I'm sure party. that,
1: like, I mean, it wouldn't have let him. You know, <sighs> right? Yeah. Like, like. Him not being able to open his window—that might not have just been nerves. That yeah. might have been like.
0: But also, there was no real attempt for it. Like in, like in Scream, when they call attention to the fact that she doesn't go, like she not like, like women in horror movies don't go out the front door; they run upstairs and everything. Like they have the conceit of her trying to get out the door mm. when she has the chain on, so she can't get out the door. That's why she runs upstairs. But there's no like reason for Augie not to leave, except that he's still kind of skeptical. But it's also like. Dude, just almost ingested a toe. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, But when he ran upstairs and he was under the bed, yeah, Yeah. that was that was one of the my favorite jump scares. Also, when we, oh,
1: that was good. That was very well done. Yeah, yeah. She was scurry. She
0: was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, just really. Man, that was good. And like we got dinner afterwards, and I was just like, I kind of in the mood for stew. (laughs) Like, I mean, it kind of looked good. Some toe stew. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, if it weren't for the toe, that would have been a really nice stew. Yeah, in the eyeball. Yeah, there was an eyeball in yeah, it, yeah. so
0: I thought was a nice touch. Um, next story was The Red Spot?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Um, The Pulsing Spider Bite. Yeah. First of all, Bye Bye Birdie is a terrible show,
1: you mentioned? Yeah, I, I, well, I don't care for it. Oh, okay.
0: Wow. Just lost a lot of listeners. Whatever. Um, anyway, hey. Um.
1: I don't like grease either.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, grease is hard to clean up. Um, growing
1: <laughs> out tell me more tell me more did she put up a fight like
0: ugh, oh yeah it's rapey i don't like that. well okay well they have a bond no <laughs> <laughs> per capita okay stop, we, stop. okay stop. so anyway <laughs> oh god i'm so sorry but yeah uh bye bye birdie's not a good show for you and so Ruth has the spider bite, which I like that it's connected to like the trip to the house and mm-hmm. she like had the spider webs all in yeah, her face and everything. Yeah. Um, just the way it was done. So well done. Yeah.
1: It was really gruesome. Yeah.
0: And you're really weird and you like watching popping videos and stuff. So like, <laughs> it's a little bit cathartic. Yeah.
1: Did that do anything for you? Oh, uh, well, no, because spiders yeah. came out of her face. Right. So, <laughs> but
0: like before, well, you do, you did remember the story. So.
1: Yeah, I knew yeah. what was going to happen.
0: I didn't, um, and I was so. Now, see, I didn't
1: remember the name of it because the red mm-hmm. spot. I immediately thought it was going to be Chuck because he had spilled yeah. that ketchup. Which
0: that was such a good misdirect.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he's. I, 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 I was like, oh god, the ketchup! Right, the ketchup. It's Chuck, and yep. they even thought so too. And- yeah. And it wasn't. It no, was, it no, it was, was Ruth. not. It was Ruthie. Yep. Um,
0: uh, they saved her, though. They saved her. I liked so that. So I
1: really thought that was foreshadowing that mm-hmm. like they were going to. I really thought that Chuck was going to make it.
0: I I did, too. And I thought, like you said, I was.
1: I mean, we knew Stella was going to make it. I was yeah. pretty sure Ramon was going to make it. And then and I really thought Chuck was going to make it. Me,
0: too. And so I
1: thought that was, you know, I mean, that's proof that they can stop it from happening.
0: Yeah. And I I thought that Chuck was going to have a way to kind of, you know, avenge his friend. Or like you said, find a way to get the kids back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really thought that they were going to come back. And I mean, they kind of set up for a sequel. Yeah. I I don't know that it's going to happen, but they left the door open. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. We
0: will. will. So the Red Spot was great. Like It freaked me the hell out. It
1: was very squeamish. Yes. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure there are plenty of people who like watching it. That is like the worst scene for them.
0: Yeah, it's definitely up there for me. Yeah. Um. um, That's the noise of me cringing. Um. Oh, ninja! Ninja wants to wants to support me or help me.
1: Um.
0: The red room is next. (laughs) The red room. So. She, absorbed, she him absorbed him into, into her, her body. body. Yes. That
1: was unexpected it and was. horrifying. Like, he was like, she hugged him so yes. tight. And I was like, oh, like, she's going to smother him. Mm-hmm. You know, or like, like crush him or something. Right, And then it's just like. Yep. <laughs> and then she just like pats herself down. Yeah. And it's like. Mm.
0: Just, oh, what a way to go. First yeah. of all. And second of all, just like... How
1: horrific.
0: Yes. I love the... I love the concept or the idea of these characters going to a hospital to find the... To uncover the backstory. Yeah. And everything. And then, like, just the setting of a hospital is, like, terrifying Mm -hmm. in and of itself. And Chuck... Chuck or Chucky? Chuck. Chuck. In the hospital, like, with... (laughs) With The alarm sounded, where it's all red. Yeah, and, like, I just
1: could not believe he didn't go with them.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's been proven that like mm. if you're with other people, you can stop it. Yeah. So like that, I mean, for me, that's the easiest thing: just stay together. Right. Yeah. But then, but then again, when it the jangly the man room. came in, there were mm. three people in there. True.
0: But also, and then also was like, he was trying to be proactive and like, cause he was, they were going I, to the red room.
1: I, I would have still, yeah, I I, I still yeah. would have
0: stayed with the group yeah. and I'm like,
1: let's just hold hands. Mm-hmm. Nothing weird about it. Right. You know, we'll just hang out together yep. until we fix this, figure it out. Yep. But. But yeah, like yeah. that was so scary. And it was so concept, suspenseful. Yeah.
0: The idea of her mm-hmm. being in like every hallway and yeah. turning and then slowly.
1: And that big. Plastered Oh rim. yes, that was scary. Yeah. So
0: like so creepy, mm-hmm. so creepy. I
1: wanted her when when she came over and like grabbed him. Mm-hmm. I really expected her to say,
0: "This is an evil place." Oh yeah, because that's what happened in
1: his dream, right? Yeah, and it didn't happen.
0: No, but I like I kept thinking. I kept thinking, and this is nitpicking, and it's not a mark against the movie, but I was like, just go around her.
1: That's, yeah, I was thinking that yeah, too. Like, dodge and weave, Chuck. Yeah,
0: but then like, obviously, I mean, I mean she was well, everywhere.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he was probably, he was petrified. Yeah, exactly. Cause that was like his worst nightmare come to yeah. life.
0: Yep. Uh, very effective, just yeah. super creepy. Um,
1: I remember. Loved it. When those first stills came out. Mm hmm. People were like ragging on it, you know. Really? I th- I think maybe they were unrendered. They were like incomplete,
0: okay. you know.
1: Uh, but everyone was like, "Oh, this isn't going to be good" or yeah. anything. And I'm like, it was really scary. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Maybe it's all about context. Yeah. In a situation true. like this, but she was very
0: scary. She really was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the? Um, that one was called the dream.
1: That was the red room.
0: No, no, no! It was actually the, the the story was called the dream. Oh, was it? I just remembered that. Yeah, oh. yeah, because they. I remembered that because I was like, ah, oh, the red room would have been a lot better. But then I realized, like, it was probably because the previous story was the red spot, and they didn't want to.
1: Oh, it. that makes sense. And they didn't yeah. call
0: attention to the fact that it was called the dream. It was just on the okay, page. Okay, all right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the next story was the the uh, jangly man. The, yes, but the, it was called the deto far from the deto
1: me toe something to- walker. Um
0: okay so your joke um, when the body parts are coming down the chimney
1: I don't remember what my joke
0: was you turned to me and was like where's the dick
1: oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so if the head fell out first yes. and he's like me to you yes. know or whatever it is that he says mm. and the cop is standing right there right. and he's like you gotta be shitting me and he yes. unloads his gun he into does. the head and then, yeah. and then he's like ah you know and then right. the rest of his body parts fall down mm. the chimney after him
0: so cool it
1: was it was really neat and then they yeah. were like all pulling themselves together to, yes. to form the person and i was like yeah where's the dick right <laughs> Where, um, where's his dick at
0: <laughs> yes they never um, showed the dick they didn't they didn't Peter but that 13, dude was scary
1: he was like yes you know all just go oh.
0: disfigure well, not disfigured but like um uh like disjointed yeah and and like, he would like
1: rearrange himself yes and like and the way he forced himself between the prison bars, that was
0: cool yeah that was really cool because like i when he was forcing his head through, I was like, well, I mean, this isn't like, it's fine. Like, he's like, he's, there's no way he's going to get his torso through. And like, it just kind of melds through it. Yeah. It's just like, ugh.
1: And like the bones cracking yes. and everything. That was really, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, very cool. And uh, when he snaps the sh- chief's neck, mm-hmm. like, holy shit, that was, mm-hmm. that was surprising. Brutal. Yes. Um,
1: and what I said was, you know, and then they escape. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going like, to think that the they Chief everyone's going to think that they killed the police officer. Yeah. You know, and then, and then escape like that they, they somehow killed him. That,
0: and that then escape because that's never addressed, um, addressed at the end and it's like yeah, I uh, mean, like,
1: w- what alternative is there? Right, they're not going to believe that a jangly man fell down the chimney in pieces.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know
1: because all like the the next guy is going to come in for a shift and be right. like, "Here we go, I brought coffee," you know. Yeah, and then they find like the cells are open, mm-hmm. the keys are on the floor, and the chief is dead, yeah. and the dog's pissing himself in the corner, right? You know, and the chief has unloaded his entire gun; right. he'll probably be bullet holes in mm-hmm. the floor, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Like, doesn't paint a good picture. No, not so much. So, uh... But somehow everything ends up good for them because... Yeah. They don't get arrested They don't. Anyway...
0: He goes off to war, but... So, yeah, yeah. which isn't great. Um, No. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So that kind of bleeds into... The Haunted House. The Haunted House, which I thought was really clever. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of the dual timelines. Yeah. um, And how
1: she she is sarah
0: yeah she becomes sarah yeah and like i was thinking that they were gonna go full fledged like she's actually sarah and like she was always going to be oh sarah. that's what
1: you thought yeah that's I, and i, I was I like i never thought that yeah
0: i i was really because okay when they first go to the haunted house in the beginning of the movie i kept thinking like okay ramon is like involved with this in some oh, way so yeah because he's the mysterious stranger yeah, I didn't
1: think so. i thought he was just a mysterious stranger yeah
0: well that's the thing like like I kind of like thought that I was going to be like a step ahead of everything. Cause like mm. he knows how to pick the lock. He, he found okay. the secret passageway to her room. Okay. And so right. I was like, I, yeah, okay. yeah. I could see how you could, yeah. you
1: could come to that conclusion. Yeah.
0: And so it didn't come to pass. So I guess that's fine. Also he comes you know, like the book is there when, when, uh, after she yeah. takes it back. um, I thought he
1: had gone back and gotten it, but it was, it was good that it, like, disappeared. Mm -hmm. That was good.
0: Um, And then they couldn't
1: burn it. That was good, too.
0: That was good. This is why I don't read
1: books. This is why I don't read books.
0: (laughs) Oh, Chuck was great. Yeah, he was funny. Um, so yeah, so the actual haunted house, how'd you feel about the duel? It was uh, neat. I really
1: liked how, um, her glasses fall off. Yes. And then, uh, Ramon finds her glasses. And it's then like, he puts some back, the old glasses, he puts yeah. the old glasses back on her face. Like, yeah. that was really neat.
0: That was good. Yeah. That was good.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, they, like, you know, when, when he ran up the stairs, she could hear the footsteps. Yes. So
0: stuff like that, that was, that, really that was cool. a nice touch. Yeah. That and her, con- her, con- um, confrontation with Sarah. Yeah. Uh, super creepy design mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. for the, for Sarah. Like, she kind of would, um, uh kind of phase out and phase in what she was, was wispy yeah you know, like she would yeah. like she'd yeah. she was, become she was, a skeleton she was immaterial yeah um yeah. very creepy her big scream at the end was yes really scary. And, I, and i was like so is that a yes or no yeah um, it wasn't really an answer yeah. Sarah. uh just really creepy yeah. how do you feel about the kind of resolution like like the the way to stop it was um, and I I did feel her. like that was
1: kind of weak. Yeah,
0: it was kind of hokey. Yeah, like I, I would I liked your story. the twist
1: that you know she Sarah was tortured and she was trying to tell everyone that mm-hmm. she wasn't responsible for like she wasn't poisoning children. It was right. the, It was the mill. Yeah, the mercury from the mill was poisoning the mm-hmm. children.
0: Which I kind of feel like that backstory kind of comes a little bit late. I feel like cause, I, yeah yeah because I I feel like it wasn't really that well established early on so. I don't well, know. Well, they they, they did they
1: did throw in the mill. Yeah. Um But yeah, there could have been more about that. Yeah. Um
0: But the um <laughs> stupid, stupid joke, but and you don't even like watch Game of Thrones or anything. I don't. But um didn't. Or didn't. But you are on a show. That's a parody of I Game am. of Thrones. But it next week. Yes. Or tonight if you're listening to this the day that uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um but like when she has the book and she's about to write the story and everything i thought like use your blood yes that was creepy too i was like oh i mean well they they said
1: that she wrote it using the children's blood (laughs) it's
0: also like okay you're making a lot of demands here yeah But uh I just like pictured like, okay, what if George R. R. Martin is in this scenario uh. since he famously hasn't written the next uh book in a song of Ice and Fire in like it's been probably like, I don't know, seven years I think. But and people always pester him online about it. And uh I was just like that'd be a bad time for him to have to write something mm. because, you know.
1: Writer's block. I was thinking of Hamilton, like Oh yeah. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story, Sarah? You know. Okay. Th- sure. Sure. That's that's fair. Who lives? Hmm. Uh, Stella and Ramon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who dies? Augie and Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. Also, Ruth survives. Ruth lives, yeah. and Tommy dies.
0: Yes. Yes. Who
1: tells your story? Stella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the newspaper. In the school mm-hmm. newspaper. Yeah. Is that really
0: enough for Sarah? It's a school newspaper. Right. Yeah i don't know if it has a very big circulation yeah. um
1: i mean s- something like
0: 40 people are probably right. gonna read it yeah um how'd you feel about the non-story stuff like the the trip to the haunted house or to the house in the beginning it the was good it was creepy thing with tommy
1: yeah that was that was really good too tommy yeah. was a very effective bully he was that, yeah. that actor was really good he was um yeah. what oh um, she disagrees and the whole like the, the thing they do to ramon's car mm-hmm. with the slurs yes. yeah that was really good it yeah. was well done mm-hmm. yeah uh
0: but yeah that that was really good i and i like i like ramon as a character i thought mm-hmm. he was very uh good i'm actually glad that he didn't end up being like the big bad of it yeah. or whatever um anything else about it
1: um the 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 end
0: Yes, the end. So,
1: so the so, end yeah. of the movie is uh, Stella and her dad and Ruth yes. are driving out of town mm-hmm. and they've got the book. And she's like, it's basically, it starts and it ends with Stella narrating. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we know it's not over. We, you know, I know that there's a way to bring everyone back. Yeah. Um, and we're going to find it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. So I'm like, they're, they're leaving the door open for a sequel. Yeah. And I, I I, I I think it's a cohesive story. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that they were going to bring back all Me the too. kids yeah. and like that there would be just like a slew of kids, right. you know, who came back at the exact same age yeah. as when they disappeared. Like right. that would be interesting. Yeah, you know, but then Augie and Chuck are back mm-hmm. and they're safe.
0: And the thing that I. It's funny because, like, it definitely leaves the door open for a sequel, yeah. which I think, I mean, I'd be all for, like, a franchise out of this because I thought it was re- very effective and everything. And, I mean, there's plenty of books to There are. Mine. There are plenty of stories. Yeah. But I, <laughs> the sequel that they set up is, as much as I enjoyed these characters and this story and everything, I don't really care to see it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care to see them bring back the kids or anything.
1: I said I am eager to watch... um We we can have Stella and Ruth's lesbian adventure. Yes, I like that Ruth came along in the end. Me too. Yeah, she had her face all sewn up. The scar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And and the the chief was like, "Yeah, she's going to be in a mental institution for the rest of her life." And first of all, I was like, "How do you know that?" Yeah, like she's been there one day. But then again, also, you can't evaluate her.
0: I can't blame him for that because if I was in her position, I'd be like, "Yeah, fucking lock me up." Yeah. Um, But
1: I mean, well that's the only thing that could be explained naturally though. Like, yeah. like I don't think there's ever been a documented case of, of an insect of any kind mm-hmm. or an arachnid laying eggs in a person, Thank God. you know, and them hatching.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> like,
1: I mean, that's something that possibly could happen, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's not possible, it's plausible. Yeah. Um, so that could just be marked off as a medical anomaly.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like there's nothing inherently supernatural about right. it. Um, Yes, That's the I, only
1: scenario. Yeah.
0: It's a case for BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. Yeah. Honestly. We um, should call the Ghoul Boys. We should. But, uh, but yeah, that just, oof. Um, oh, I was going to say something, but I forgot. But like the, the idea of them, because I would love like this, the, the like, next. Like, does movie. she tell
1: like her dad everything that happened? Yeah. He's very and a- he accepting. And he believes her? Yeah. Like, oh i know you didn't kill that cop this outrageous story is much more believable yeah
0: um also i kept thinking like when she was trapped in the house and she was like in the past or whatever Mm -hmm. uh
1: when she was in the past when she was in the past
0: or whatever uh when she keeps yelling like i'm not sarah i'm not Mm -hmm. sarah like can you imagine like being in that position, like in their position, granted they're like evil, like a, a whole evil family and everything. But can you imagine like being in a position where you are like your consciousness is transported into a different like world mm-hmm. or whatever, like you don't understand, like like you can't explain it naturally or anything. Yeah. And like the thought of just like having to tell people like I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You're doing like this is wrong. I'm not mad. I'm not actually I'm not actually who you think I am. Like it just it was yeah, terrifying.
1: That is terrifying.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, the whole setup of of them, go, like as much as I like the characters and stuff, I would be totally fine with this being a contained story, mm-hmm. and then the next movie being like to kind of follow the trajectory of the books, uh, more scary stories to tell in the dark, mm-hmm. and be just a whole new set of characters, a whole new like so. Framing so narrative. would it
1: be? W- does someone else find the book, or is it something else that's happening? I
0: would be if they can find. I would probably prefer a completely different scenario. Okay, but if they use the concept of the book and the writing and children's books, I mean, at this point, I think
1: Sarah's been defeated. Yes, so I think the book is no longer active. Right,
0: but there were other books on the shelf too. Um, I don't know how how many
1: haunted books does this
0: lady own? Right. Well, I mean, she's kind of trapped in the room. She's you know, she's an avid reader. She is yes, and writer Uh, and writer. Or reader of people, mm-hmm. um, because the books read you. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I would like a self-conta- self-contained kind of anthology type yeah. of franchise out of this. But I would totally be up for a sequel, because um, I think that they did a lot of really good stuff in this movie.
1: They really did. It yeah. was visually, it was it, mm-hmm. very effective, stunning in a very horrifying way. Yes.
0: And the director... Is attached to something else, I think. He's but attached to he, a twin. Is he really? <laughs> uh, Andre. What? Um, I can't pronounce. Andre, it who that. now? Uh, Andre Overdell.
1: Was that really so hard?
0: I well, I didn't really actually see it. Oh, that's okay. Tr-tr-tr-tr-? Um, first of all, he directed Troll Hunter and The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I've heard good things about both, but he is, um, in talks, or he is, uh, uh, attached to direct the Long Walk, which is an adaptation of a Stephen King novel mm-hmm. about a group of teenagers who are stop. forced. Right no, there. no, no, I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not joking. Uh, they're forced to walk. It's like some weird Long-ly. dystopian. Yes. Uh, it's like if I understand correctly, I haven't read it. It's one of his books that Oh he wrote. you
1: I thought you were a fan. I am fake fan.
0: I've I've read like 34 You're, Stephen King books,
1: but how many but has you written? Like
0: 73. But still, wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the long walk is a group of teenagers like boys who are I think they I think they're like criminals who their punishment is that they have to walk
1: Real forever. Long.
0: Like like they cannot stop walking if they stop walking oh, they get that It's terrible. I would yeah. rather
1: be murdered. I know. I'd be like, have at me then.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Have your have a go. Uh,
0: right. So I'm excited for that. So I'm gonna anyway. lay down
1: and take a nap and whatever happens to me happens to me. Right. That's you've heard my story about I was being chased yes. by someone with a knife.
0: Yes. They have to be confident.
1: All I'm saying is if if you are going to set out mm-hmm. to chase someone down with a knife, yes. you have to be confident enough to know that you're going to follow through. Mm-hmm. Probably does cardio. Right. Yeah. I do not. Mm-hmm. I haven't exercised since eighth grade gym. Wow. So um, I'm not going to outrun that guy. Mm-hmm. You know? So why? What? Why do I want to spend my last moments alive, sweaty yeah. and out of breath, when I could spend my last moments alive laying down on the ground and taking a nap and be like, let it happen?
0: Well, that's, I'm glad you said that because I have this knife here. That's, <gasps> no! Ellen, you yes. didn't. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> pod uh is that our review of uh, scary stories to tell in the dark i believe it is we got a tangent quite a few times we did this is gonna be a heavily edited episode Mm -hmm. um yeah so that'll be fun ninja's first appearance on the podcast yeah i will say tiny's little gizmo has not been on the podcast
1: Ooh, yeah. the gauntlet has been thrown.
0: Yes. Also, Fecus's little Neville hasn't been on the podcast.
1: Ooh, the gauntlet has been thrown yes. a,
0: twice now. Yes, but pizza is in every episode. If you, do you listen, like when you listen yeah, to the and episodes, it, it, and you yeah. go
1: pizza, and pizza. she
0: goes, Bow! yeah, that's my little uh, sit, ubu sit, good boy. Yeah. Um, yeah uh that that peek behind the curtain that meow sound was in your presence do you remember when we recorded that? were yeah oh and you were like don't use that one because she sounds mad
1: oh she does sound mad she yeah. does
0: yeah but it's like yeah i just gotta make sure it's fierce. i mean it's just it's intimidating when it's you have so it's, yeah <laughs> uh i have plenty of recordings Ninja, in my do
1: you want to say anything for the camera
0: just for the record, it's a microphone, not a camera. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's not. Yeah. She's not talking. Oh. Cats don't talk.
0: Yeah. Hey. They don't talk. Hey. Pizza and I have very lively conversations.
1: She's just all cozy over here.
0: She is. She's a very. She's a very cute cat. She sure is. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, that will conclude this portion of the episode. Um. If all goes as planned, Tiny and I will have recorded a good boys review that we'll be playing shortly. So I'm going to go ahead and end this portion of the episode. Okay. Um, any party thoughts, anything that you've watched that we haven't talked about?
1: Um, I did watch that Trump documentary
0: series. Oh yeah. Trump. Um,
1: what is it called the American dream
0: American something? Yeah. Uh,
1: it's on Netflix. hmm.
0: Four episodes, you said? I
1: think it was six. Okay. Um,
0: I'm still waiting for you to summarize each episode.
1: Yeah, it's called Trump and American Dream. Yeah.
0: Did you, was it good? It did was it, Did good. you learn
1: anything? Yeah. Okay. I did. It was good. good. It talks about his upbringing, his family, mm-hmm. um, the scandals mm-hmm. met along the way, um, the small
0: loan he got from his father.
1: Yeah, how he, like, rose from a kind of a joke. Mm hmm. I mean, he is still a joke, yeah. but um and like his first presidential uh, bid mm-hmm. and how it fell through. Yeah. Um, what and like his influences along the way. It, it was a really good documentary series. Okay. It's it's called Trump and American Dream. It's on Netflix.
0: Did it just recently come out? Do you know, or is it has that been around? What 2018. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> Ooh,
1: conspiracies. I'm into those. Right, nice. Oh, I've watched this. Oh. oh. Uh,
0: a couple things before we go. Um, <laughs> you and I are dorks. Yeah. From what I've, uh, from what Molly and Yuri told me. Yeah. Uh, because I screenshot us, uh, talking about seeing um
1: uh, Do you do this a lot? Screenshot our conversations? Yeah, not
0: our conversations. I screenshot a lot of conversations. Uh, but basically, I had uh text to Kirsten and, and Kirsten I said. Kirsten poop butt. Yes. Uh, I actually changed that. I, I actually, now you're just Kirsten Leister. Um, so what yeah. What an upgrade. Not well. <laughs> uh, but should, should we, should we recreate this let's reenact it
1: oh i don't hold on i don't know what you're reading though the
0: text messages which one the dear kirsten and
1: oh the response yeah see you didn't tell me well
0: you were looking right at my phone
1: yeah i couldn't really i couldn't see it though like first of all you have blue on black yeah which is not easy to read
0: it's like that movie that's coming out called black and blue okay yeah uh okay um dear kirsten I hope this text message finds you well. Oh, by the way, these are the text messages that we <laughs> exchanged in our, uh, in planning to see scary uh, stories to tell in the dark. Dear Kirsten, I hope this text message finds you well. Here are screenings for scary stories on Saturday. Let me know what you think at your earliest convenience. Convenience. Sh- <laughs> Sincerely, Matholomew W. Hurt.
1: I'm just going to read my response. Yes. Dearest Matholomew, how lovely to hear from you and to discover that the typhus has not taken you as I feared. We should patron the cinema on the eve of this nearing Saturday at five past noon and enjoy a spot of refreshment after. All the best to you and Lady Roy. The roll <laughs> And Lady Roll. Cordially yours, Kirsten M. Leister, Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see how they said it. Reversed. Yes. I get it.
0: <laughs> oh, I wish that I uh, was as talented in voice acting as you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and then you responded yeah. with that. Yo, K dog, that sounds tight, DJ Maddie Fresh. And I did not respond to that one. I noticed, and um, I was like,
0: because uh, like, I, and I had like, texter regret. Um, <laughs> I was because... going to but I was busy, so oh, okay. I, was, I was writing my paper. Oh, okay, so. gotcha. Because um, I I was like, oh man, I should have responded as pizza, um, like. As Lady Roll. <laughs> um yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. We so we're yeah, weird. Okay, so we're weird. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. K Dog and DJ Maddie Fresh. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh that and then the parting thought. Well, no, I'll save that for when me and Tiny talk, because it's it's gonna be a stupid uh stupid thing that I sent him that I tweeted about. Uh. Um yeah. Basically, uh I bought the entire Fast and Furious franchise on voodoo um, oh
1: you you tweeted this I did yeah, yeah I saw it
0: but uh I, it's an eight movie bundle on Voodoo that was on sale for thirty five bucks, so it's kind of a steal. uh I watched the first two I've seen the movies all before, yeah uh Fast and Furious and Too Fast Too Furious, just really cheesy over the top stupid movies no. yes really yes uh,
1: I never would have gathered that but based on the everything
0: but kind of a delight. Like this is before it turns into A-team style action, mm. world-saving, super blockbuster stuff. This is like this is oh, and there's this podcast. I haven't listened to it, but there's a part in the movie where Paul Paul Walker uh is frequenting the uh, Vin Diesel's like, shop, and he's flirting with Vin Diesel's sister, and he always orders a tuna sandwich. And the guy, the kind of toxic masculinity guy of the crew, doesn't like him because he's flirting with Vin Diesel's sister. So he confronts him, and he's like, hey, why do you keep coming here? And Paul Walker's like, I like the tuna. And the guy, Vince, is like, bullshit, no one likes the tuna here. So there's a podcast called No One Likes the Tuna, and it is a Fast and Furious podcast Where they watch the franchise over and over again. And each episode is a new viewing of the, of the movies. So like they have like a whole series. What? Yeah.
1: How many times have they been through it?
0: I looked at their most recent episode. Again, I haven't listened to the podcast, but, uh, they basically have like when their first time through the, through the series, they call it cycle one. The next time it's cycle two. Okay. Uh, as of when I checked last night, they're on cycle 11. (laughs) <laughs> but what is the point of? I, this? I don't know. But what I,
1: new insights do you gain in Too I
0: Fast, have, Too Furious? I have no idea. But I just love the title. The title is "No One Likes the Tuna." Like it's such a weird, almost obscure reference in the first movie. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. But. <sighs> Yeah, so uh, support us on Patreon and everything. Patreon.com/slash obsessive viewer. Uh, how'd you feel about our Patreon exclusive recording?
1: It was neat. You yes, sh- you should all pay to listen to it.
0: Yes, you should. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. Well, we are not going to have a traditional ending here because we're going to hopefully go to good boys with me and Tiny. A couple of good boys. She's
1: got my arm. Right.
0: Oh no. Oh. Ooh. She's
1: slaying on my arm. God,
0: she's so pretty. She is. Oh. Anyway, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening and enjoy this review of Good Boys with, like I said, a couple of good boys, me and Tiny.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Parking lot special with me and Tiny. A couple of good boys. Good Boys parking lot special. Okay, signing off from Kirsten's bed.
1: Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: Okay, um, so you guys just listened to the first part of this episode, and, uh, I talked about how we would have a review of Good Boys by Two Good Boys. Uh, Hey! Hey, Tiny! Um, but about that... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, first of all, let me go ahead and say that, uh, Kirsten's show is still going on right now, um... It is at the Indie Fringe Festival this year, um, vamping, what's it called, Game of Crows? Okay, so you can see Kirsten's show, uh, what's today's date, the 20th? It's 20th. Yes, so the last two performances you can see is Friday, August 23rd at 10.30 p.m., Jesus, 10.30 p.m., um, and uh, uh, Saturday, uh, August 24th at 7.30 p.m., um, that is at, uh, the Marat, uh, Shriners room. Uh, you can find more information at IndieFringe.org. Um, Tiny, are you gonna make either of those performances? I don't think I'll be able to. Motherfucker. I know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. Uh, I actually saw, saw the show last weekend and it is very fun. It's, it's a very funny show and Kirsten's great in it. And also, their previous, um, indie Friends show is available on YouTube. Um, they had who's minding the snapper. Um, I can't remember the rest of the subtitle, but it's basically a um, parody of uh, Father Ted. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that YouTube video. It's cool because um, one of the characters and like their roster of characters that they do each year for this Father Ned, Father Ted parody thing, uh, called Father Ned is, uh. <laughs> uh a priest named uh, like Father Dermot McDermott, and he's kind of <laughs> like a dim-witted kind of like comic relief or, or kind of comedy lightning rod. Um, and in Who's Minding the Snapper, uh, they did like a gender reversal thing. So Kirsten actually played Dermot McDermott, and she was fantastic. So nice. I'll put a link to that YouTube video in the show notes, um, so you guys can finally see Kirsten perform. Cool. So, um are you gonna make it to watch one of those YouTube videos or that YouTube video? I will. Good, good. I'll do that. Uh good. So as I said before, we were primed and ready to we were primed, hulued, Netflix <laughs> we were ready to uh record uh we were gonna do a parking lot special. But, yeah. yeah. But that fell through. Do you want to tell the audience why you ruined this episode? Yeah, I have a job and stuff, you know? Oh. (laughs) No,
4: but I was on call and I didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. My boss forgot to send out schedule Mm -hmm. and there we were. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was, I had made plans the week before to go see the movie Mm -hmm. and then I found out I was on call. So, yeah. I ended up working a lot that night. So, yeah,
0: that sucks. And I was, I was ready to go to the screening alone um but because for the audience it was a tuesday night screening and it was like an advanced screening and everything i had rsvp for me and plus one uh being either kirsten or you mm-hmm. um and i was ready to go and then like in the early afternoon of that day i was like i am i'm just not feel like i'm so worn out and tired yeah and i just i like i ended up I ended up canceling the reservation. I emailed them and was like, hey, I'm really sorry, but something came up. I can't make it. Um and then like they were like, Oh, thanks for letting us know. And I went home and took a nap after work. (laughs) Nice. Um But I did see it last Friday. And do you mind indulging me in talking about it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. Hey, stranger things, go fuck yourself.
0: I need to get a closer look what the fuck this is what happens when you don't respect women i respect women my mom's my best friend what about me okay cool so good boys me, is yeah. a movie that's produced by i think seth rogan and evan goldberg mm-hmm. um it stars uh, got the tremblay kid in it yes uh mr president yeah. Um so Good Boys is three sixth grade boys ditch school and embark on an epic journey while carrying accidentally stolen drugs being hunted by teenage girls and trying to make their way home in time for a long awaited party. Uh it stars Jacob Tremblay as Max, uh Keith L Williams as Lucas, uh Brady Thu- Brady Noon as Thor. <laughs> I think the character's name is actually Thor. Um <laughs> also funny story he was and it's it kind of is funny and weird. Um, <laughs> like this kind of thing. Brady noon, uh, played the young, like child, uh, young, young, young child version of Tommy Darmody and boardwalk empire. Oh. in the first few seasons, <laughs> um, Molly Gordon as Hannah and Midori Francis as Lily. Um, so this movie is very raunchy. And in a previous episode with, uh Feckus, he had he had said that it feels a little weird for the movie to be so vulgar with such such a young cast. Um. Also, the writers and director are mainstays of the behind the scenes of the Office: Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stup- uh, Stup- uh, Stupnitsky. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um. I will say that I kind of felt that like uh Fekas's reservations about it. I felt that in the early parts of the movie um cause it is very vulgar and I'm not someone who's offended by it or anything, but it's like it felt a little weird um like the closest obviously the closest like comparison can be made uh that can be made to it is super bad right and super bad was. A great movie for my, for my taste. Mm -hmm. Um, because I could relate to it. Like, I was that, I was that high schooler. Yeah. Um, uh, and like, I could, I could just, I felt that in, in that performance. Like, this is like, these are sixth graders that are, like, they're not, (laughs) uh, the, the party that they're, they're going to is, uh, (laughs) they're excited because it's their first, it's the party that the cool kids invited them to. And it's the, f- their first ever kissing party. <laughs> um, uh-huh. so like the big thing is that they're, they they might be able to kiss their crush. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least Jacob Turnblay's character. Uh, which is really funny because Jacob Turnblay's character has this, like this love interest. Um, who, <laughs> uh, the way that the movie handles that is very funny. Like, um, because he's a sixth grader. They're both sixth graders and he doesn't, obviously he doesn't understand like his emotions Mm -hmm. so like like when like they have like the quintessential like teen comedy scene where uh a guy looks at a girl from across the way and is like objectifying her with his eyes essentially and like the slow the slow motion with with music playing to accentuate how attractive she is right but since it's a sixth grader it's like she's messing with her retainer (laughs) (laughs) and she uh there was a couple other things like she's like punching numbers in a calculator or something, like just completely innocent, like <laughs> things. And I thought that was, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but once the movie kind of gets going, there are several moments where it really plays into the fact that these are dumb sixth grade kids who <laughs> don't understand the world and their understanding of the world is based on what they've been told essentially. So, <laughs> Um, this is a light plot spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler because it's in the trailer, so I'll preface it that way. Uh, the kind of main crux of the movie, the main storyline is that they have, uh, become, they've, they've come into possession of a, of a bottle of pills of, of Molly. Um, and one of the characters, Lucas, is, uh, (laughs) Sorry. He, he is like the kid who was really focused in, uh, dare, dare, like, <laughs> uh, classes and right. stuff. Right. Um, for those who don't know, dare is drug. Anti drug education. Anti-d- yeah. Federally funded from yeah. the nineties. Yeah. So he is <laughs> like, like the, the teenage girls are confronting them because they, uh, the, the pills belong to these teenage girls who are going out of town for a concert. And they're excited to, you know, do some Molly. Um, and so Lucas is like, drugs aren't the answer. (laughs) Like, (laughs) think about your life. Like, whatever you, whatever's wrong with your life, you don't need the drugs. It's, (laughs) it's really charming and funny. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it's, it does, I mean, it's like an hour and a half long. It's, it's, it's entertaining. The, the jokes land for the most part. I did notice a few moments where it kind of seemed like they were cutting around either cutting around the subject matter so like cutting around the kids to to show the subject matter so like um the opening scene like an adult character is talking to his son about (laughs) uh he's having the talk essentially okay and he like it's like clearly like they shot like the the father played by will forte um (laughs) shot the father like out like without the kid in the room because he's saying like very vulgar things (laughs) um so it's like it's some weird editing kind of things that they had to they had to edit around that kind of thing also i kind of feel like there were moments where maybe the kids performances weren't that strong and they had to kind of cut around it so i don't know but uh it's really it's really funny um there was another moment where (laughs) um they stumble across the a group of the cool kids who have like a i think it's just a bottle of beer i because i was gonna say it was a 40 (laughs) ounce but i think it's just a bottle of beer okay and so like a big thing of the movie is that like like uh like the record is taking three sips (laughs) um so so they're passing this beer bottle around and like the first kid who's like the douchebag like like uh a douchebag cool kid like takes one sip and like I just I was kind of like howling with laughter because like he took one sip and then he's like man I'm I'm already feeling it <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like that is what a sixth grader would say oh yeah totally <laughs> um yeah so it's it's entertaining it does get into some moments where it like kind of late in the movie almost to its detriment like later in the movie is when they kind of introduce the kind of emotional Kind of like storyline between the between the kids, um, and kind of like there's this emotional arc that happens with them that I was actually kind of all all about. I, I was really on board with it. The only issue I had with it was that it kind of popped up really late in the movie, and hmm. it didn't. I would kind of wish it was seated earlier, and maybe it was, and I just wasn't paying close enough attention to it. But overall, uh, Good Boys was pretty good. Um, it's not super bad. It's not like it's not as good as Super Bad or Booksmart or um other movies like that <laughs> but it is good enough it's uh nice it's
4: good. yeah i feel like uh super v- super bad has a pretty uh universal theme mm-hmm. like because it's coming of age you know yeah and we all came of age right but like when you're 12 that's different like a lot of people had different experiences as 12 year olds you know what i'm saying yeah like, it's easy to be nostalgic for your teen years because mm. that's
0: literally like your more formative more right formative years whereas
4: like i i don't have a good picture of myself as an 11 or 12 year old oh, i mean not not really like, here would that <laughs> that would have been like 98 oh yeah 99 oh yeah i don't know like, really, i don't know yeah. like i
0: played soccer yeah I still played soccer. <laughs> I was really into Scream, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, but, uh, I, like I, like I said, I was obsessed with the movie Scream as a sixth grader, so that should tell you a lot about me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I do remember, um, there was a, they published a copy of the shooting script of it. And I had, like, I had my parents buy me a copy when we went to the bookstore one day. And like, <laughs> I would read the script. And then, um, there was, uh, the sex scene. Um, yeah. So I would like, I would like, like show like all my friends, all my like three friends at school. <laughs> and like, we would like pass it around, like read, like, oh, it mentions her nipple <laughs> uh, or her bra. It mentions her bra. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. Raunchy. Um, yes. Talk about raunchy. Right. Um, man, I'm surprised that I did not get like on a list or something. <laughs> um, cause we, were, yeah, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to show that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. What, what, so you played soccer as a grade?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I just, that was, yeah, that's what I did when I was in sixth grade. Nice. Is that okay. the
0: only memory you have from sixth grade? Pretty
4: much. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know.
0: Who was your teacher?
4: Who was my sixth grade teacher? Yeah. I think it was Mr. Burke. Yeah, it was Mr. Burke. Ta- yeah, is that right? Sixth grade. Oh, yeah, nice. Mr. Burke. Nice. Yeah, whose son was in our class? Right. Uh, who I played soccer with. Nice. <laughs> He's on my soccer team yeah. for years. What? Yeah.
0: Who he now has a theater company. He does with yeah. has. yeah yeah Brooks cool. and Burke. Brooks and Burke. Yeah. yeah. They do like musicals. I think. Uh yeah I think so I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not sure I don't know the details yeah, I don't know. but um yeah so that's cool yeah uh yeah well i didn't play soccer at sixth grade <laughs> um uh, i played soccer when i was in like kindergarten mm-hmm. and i didn't know what to do i had no like I've, i vividly remember just pretending i was a ninja turtle <laughs> um
4: <laughs> that's kind of how it is when you're in kindergarten yeah, and you're oh, playing yeah. any sport really yeah yeah uh
0: yeah so that's good boys it's good check it out uh, i enjoyed it nice um yeah, we're kind of free-form here, so uh yeah. lightning round. What were you like in fifth grade?
4: Oh, man. Whew.
0: And I don't remember who my sixth-grade teacher was. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
4: it was a long time ago. It was. That, was. that was 20 years ago. It
0: was. Fuck, it was 20 years ago. <laughs> God.
4: Yeah, that's crazy to think about.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh
4: Fifth grade, more soccer. Oh, nice. This is a stimulating podcast.
0: It really is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, when I was, uh, but when I was 13, I found out I was a wizard, and I went to, <laughs> uh, no, it, was, it would have been 11, yeah, 11. Yeah, I was, it was he, yeah. I've been listening to Harry Potter. So oh, yeah, nice. Yep. Um, Sweetness. Yeah, Goblet of Fire is really good. Um, yeah. Jim Dale does a great job. Uh, we do have news, Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tragic news of the entertainment industry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, basically today it came about, for, let, let's talk about, let's put a pin in that real quick. Let's talk about the other news that happened. Did you see that, uh, Lena? Wach Wachowski Wachowski Yeah is going to write and direct a fourth Matrix film. I saw that. That's going to bring back uh, Neo and Trinity, played by Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. Right. Um, do you think this franchise deserves to be revived, <laughs> or should it be? Laid to rest where it'll be covered by moss.
4: Oh my god. Yes. Uh, ignoring all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, not really, I'm not, not really enthused about it. Okay. Interesting. Um, you know, that first movie was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then the sequels were, I think they're better than a lot of people think they are. Okay. Um, I still enjoy them quite a bit for the visuals and the action and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the story got away from them a little bit. Yeah. Uh but I so I still I don't hate the sequels. I don't think they're crap or anything. Right. But just compared to that first movie,
0: they're not, yeah. they're not that great. I mean that um, first movie's legendary.
4: Right. And I'm I'm I I don't really have any desire for more Matrix, frankly. Same. You know?
0: You know, it's interesting. I'm I'm kind of the same way. <clears throat> However, I think enough time has passed that I think there could be something interesting. I don't know what. But I think there could be something interesting there. Yeah, Um, It's interesting that only one of the Wachowskis is involved and not the other. So I I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know if they've worked separately together. I I don't know. I'm not sure. But that'll be interesting to see. Um, Also... I think I would be more intrigued by it if they weren't bringing back Keanu and carrie yeah. Moss. Right. Um just because it, it, there's so much time has passed, I feel like it could be ripe for like a an a unique or original story rather than continuing Right, or a prequel or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I'm, I'm gonna try to be open-minded about it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I have not revisited those movies in many, many a year. It's been
4: a long time for me.
0: Yeah. And I'm kind of curious if, cause I, I was, I liked Reloaded, the second one, and I really didn't like the last 10 minutes of Reloaded <laughs> and most of Revolutions. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I had like kind of checked out after, like halfway through revolutions, yeah. But I kind of feel like maybe if I revisit it now, like as I'm an adult and my brain is almost fully formed, um, <laughs> <laughs> and also I've I've come to appreciate science fiction a lot more than when I was a kid. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll gain a new appreciation of it. Right. Um. I hope that
4: when I, I hope that it's. Uh, I think one of the issues with the sequels is that they. They really lost their grit that they had from mm-hmm. the first one. You know, the first one's got a lot of practicality to it, practical yeah. effects. Um and I feel like with the second, the the two sequels, it's like we just have more money than God. So let's just yeah. CGI the shit out of this. Mm. And it was, it's just very polished and all mm. that. And um, the first one just it's it's gritty and it's dark and uh, yeah. it, it has that quality to it. And I think if they can get back to that, mm-hmm. I, I'd be I'd be interested a little it, more interested.
0: I agree, and I think a, another big part of that is that that first movie was so fresh and unique. Yeah. And I think I it's very it's very hard to go from establishing something like that like I mean it like the movie didn't technically invent bullet time but it right like moderately or like perfected made it, it perfected it yeah. yeah and and made it like uh, a trope essentially <laughs> yeah yeah um all in one go while being very unique but some of the other, like, effects, the, the choreography, the fight sequences, the gun, the gunfights and everything. Like, I still think about that lobby scene as just yeah. one of the most incredible, like, action sequences I've seen.
4: Without question, yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's really hard to go from that and establishing so many things and doing so many unique things like that into a sequel where, like you said, they had more money than God. Yeah. <laughs> and they flashed it. Like, it was, taking everything that they established and just amplifying it and yeah. like while it is cool like that car chasing is incredible uh-huh. um and the kind of idea of the ghost twin things yeah was kind of cool <laughs> um also it had uh monica belushi um yeah it does yep um bro out but um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh hey pizza uh, yeah, so anyway, it, it didn't really deliver for me in the sequels. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. If Like you said, if they can go back to kind of how it was, like that gritty kind of, like, kind of, uh, hungry filmmaker kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, right. That it could be really something unique. Mm-hmm. But I think Lena Wachowski, I think she said something about, how there's been so much in the world in the like 20 years or however long it's been since The Matrix that makes the ideas of The Matrix even more relevant, uh, that there's, that there's a bunch of stuff that they can kind of mine. Yeah. For, for a new movie. Mm hmm. So I think that it could be interesting. Yeah, yeah,
4: could be. Like yeah. I said, I'm not overly enthusiastic for it, but we'll see. Mm hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, and, oh, check this segue out. Um, so, uh, speaking of movies that are not in the MCU... <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, today, there was a news item that Sony and Disney, uh, they were negotiating the future of their partnership to co-produce the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. and those negotiations fell apart. Right. Um, from my understanding... Uh, the deal was, uh, that was established with, with, I think with his appearance in Civil War and, and on that Disney got a 5% profit, 5% of the profits from the Spider-Man standalone movies that they co-produce with, with Sony. Hmm. Disney in the renegotiations was like, okay, we want 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm back and forth on, but, uh sony's like uh no (laughs) we're not gonna do that um and then the the negotiations kind of crumbled and now spider-man is no longer in the mcu right and uh, it sucks as fans of the mcu as a fan of the mcu i don't want to speak for you Mm -hmm. it sucks because tom holland is amazing yeah um presumably they there's like two more Spider-Man movies planned presumably Sony is going to solely produce them and hopefully still have uh the creative team behind uh Homecoming and Far From Home and Tom Holland involved involved but I don't trust Sony <laughs> no I don't <laughs> I don't even with Into the Spider-Verse which was more of an I don't want to say auteur kind of thing but like it was it was more of a singular vision so yeah mm-hmm. uh from lord and miller i don't see them having that their track record with the spider-man franchise they don't i don't see them having that uh amount of giving that amount of freedom to the people behind spider-man
4: yeah i think end of the spider-verse was a happy accident Mm -hmm. frankly um and it's i don't know if it was quite it's not commercially as successful as Homecoming or right. far from home or whatever. Um, but I
0: think it might be kind of close though. Is it really? Okay. I think. I don't yeah. I don't know the numbers. But yeah. um
4: I mean I kind of it, I, I'm I'm inclined to basically go, like, Sony, what are you doing? <laughs> like yeah. you were you were making the right moves here and like right. you you know, you were the, basically Disney gave you a bit of a golden ticket and mm-hmm. allowed you into their allowed you into their club right. and you should have basically kiss their feet for Mm -hmm. whatever they were willing to give you (laughs) because what the fuck you guys are you guys are not you don't have the best record period as a studio over the last couple decades right let alone with the spider-man franchise Mm -hmm. um i think you're just lucky that you know they weren't that marvel wasn't just like or disney wasn't just like hey we want to buy it back Mm -hmm. here's this much money and like they could have just offered you a billion Mm dollars And you'd still make less money than if you would just partner with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like you were sitting on something pretty good here. Mm -hmm. I, I I wonder who screwed the pooch. Like, who, who was the, who was being the immovable? Was it someone from Sony or someone from Disney? I kind of, I kind of wonder there, but. It's uh,
0: hard to say, but also, just to clarify, uh, you were kind of right. Uh, Spider-Man, okay, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh the box office gross is that just domestic? I think that has to be just domestic, yeah. Uh is three seventy seven, three hundred and seventy seven million. Um Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Homecoming was 334 million. Far from Home was three seventy seven, mm-hmm. three hundred seventy seven million, and Into the Spider Verse was one hundred ninety million. Okay. So
4: yeah. Still, I mean, budgetary and stuff like that's a definitely a success.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not saying it wasn't. Yeah.
4: Um, creatively, mm-hmm. I, that's my favorite Spider-Man movie.
0: It's it's definitely up there for me.
4: It's uh, like I think it beats the shit out of anything they've done before. Just, yeah. Just my opinion. I, I love that movie. It's in my top ten. Same. Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, but i th- just i'm talking financially right excuse t- Ugh, excuse me so yeah i'm curious like it, if they keep, like you said if they keep the creative team mm-hmm. and tom holland well, we'll see but i'm not yeah. i don't i don't trust them to-
0: I don't i don't trust them either specifically because <sighs> sony has had such A boner for, like, a Sinister Six kind of thing. Yeah. Like, when The Amazing Spider-Man was flopping. Um, And then, like, Venom was okay, but it was, like, it was more, like, goofy fun. Yeah. But I I don't know. You haven't seen Far From Home yet, have you? No, not yet. Okay, well, yeah, I won't say anything about it. But
4: Did you like it more than Homecoming?
0: No, I liked Homecoming more. Okay. Um, Far From Home was very. It was good. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, not as much as Homecoming. It's very different because obviously it's Far From Home. Yeah. But I did like the way, and this is a shame, I did like the way that it incorporated elements of the MCU and because mm-hmm. like, it's post Endgame. Right. So it's dealing with a lot of the fallout from Endgame. Mm-hmm. And like, it just sucks to think that all of that's gone. Like, that <laughs> characterization, that build, yeah. like that. Uh, character building especially for peter parker is not going to be addressed in any future movies assuming that this is real Mm -hmm. um uh because they can't associate with the mcu now yeah so that sucks that does suck um i do think and i talked to a friend of the show robert um robert in utah to distinguish him from robert (laughs) feckes um robert in utah and he's of the mind that he thinks Disney's out of line and being greedy cuz like really? they have they have the world. Um, mm-hmm. Like for them to want 50/50 split over something that they're co-producing with Sony is like and they don't have the rights to it. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um it's just I, and I I agree with him that it is it is ridiculous. It's it all comes down like the amount of money that's being talked about here <laughs> is ridiculous. Like it is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, or hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's like, okay, it's not like Spider-Man is that integral to the MCU. Right. Um And like the, like there's some, some parts of far from home that kind of feel like it's setting things up for the character a little bit. Um, I'll say that, but it also feels like the character of Peter Parker and Spider-Man, his main link to the MCU, like he's already done the crossover thing, like the big crossovers with Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. That's where Spider-Man has factored the most into the MCU, and I don't think... It's, he's gonna factor in that much going forward if they were to keep the, re- or keep this deal.
4: Right, it'd be mostly references and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, cause, and then again, and also, like, they announced, uh, phase four, um, and, like, they don't have, like, a team-up movie yet or anything. Yeah. Like, they're not gonna do another team-up movie, probably, presumably, until phase five. Hmm. So it's like, it's not like they're, I don't know. I'm hoping that this news that, um, you know that the negotiations fell through. I'm kind of hoping it's a negotiation tactic from like Sony. Yeah. Um, and then maybe it'll, maybe it's like a tactic to get Disney to get their heads out of their asses. Yeah. Um,
4: that's true. Yeah, and I like I I said that about you know Sony just play along or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean I don't I don't disagree with what you and Robert are saying that yeah. di- like Disney. Like, a couple hundred million bucks is nothing mm-hmm. for you. I mean, yeah. it's a drop in the bucket, a right. drop in the Disney bucket, literally.
0: And here's what's interesting is that there are apparently people online who are like, oh, Disney should buy Sony now. Mm. And it's like, okay. <laughs> um, like the, the kind of Marvel fanboys, like people that don't, and I'm not saying that I'm like different or in any way because I love the MCU and everything, but, I feel like there are certain people who only see it as entertain like only see it from the entertainment perspective. Um so they're like well Disney can buy Marvel and Star Wars and everything and and Fox, why don't they just buy Sony? It's like okay, well that also costs a lot of people their livelihoods. Right. Um when Fox when when they acquired Fox like yeah, sure, they got Deadpool and X-Men and Fantastic 4, but also I think I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but like thousands of people lost their jobs. Right. And uh like the there's also been talk about how like what happens to um the subset of Fox that does like um oh god, what is the there's like a moniker for it, like Fox uh, Fox Searchlight or something. Yes, like Fox that. Searchlight. Yeah. That do like classic independent Indie, like right. or not classic, but like independent uh stuff but like if they're all under the disney umbrella like it's all just pumping out like m- like mass audience stuff like where's that niche filmmaking right like, it's-, it's detrimental to filmmakers yeah who have like a voice um mm-hmm. so i don't know
4: plus sony i mean is a tech company too mm-hmm. like that'd be weird for you know like you said we're all thinking about the entertainment side or just yeah. the uh the movie side but like like, Disney will be making PlayStations and, oh yeah, you know, like, TVs and stuff. I like, wonder that's... if they would
0: buy Sony I mean, a... or if it would just be Sony Pictures. Right, if it was, like, yeah. a
4: different, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah.
0: Speaking of PlayStation, by the way, uh, are we, do we have any more to talk about Spider-Man? Uh,
4: if... I, just quickly, I'll say that if Sony's gonna, if this sticks, and mm-hmm. Sony's gonna do their own Spider-Man thing, if they're not gonna stick with Tom Holland and the creative team from MCU. Mm. Um, I kind of hope they just do a TV show. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be, just keep it simple. Yeah. And do a TV show, because I loved the animated series oh, from the too. 90s. Um, which is, like, impossible to find now.
0: Um, it might be, it was at one point on Hulu, I think. Really? Uh, I believe so. Oh, I might shit. be thinking of the X-Men series. Huh. Um,
4: but yeah, I'd be curious to see that. Um, even if it wasn't Tom Holland, like I... It could be animated, live action. I don't know. Whatever they want to do. Like, yeah. Uh, leaning towards animated, frankly.
0: And that's the thing. I, I don't think that they would ever do just that. Like I think there is always yeah. going to be like a um component mm-hmm. that is a live action movie franchise. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it used to be on on Hulu, but it's not anymore. Okay. Um,
4: I'm just kind of burnt out on. Spider-Man movies, like, mm-hmm. I, I liked Homecoming, uh, I thought it was a good movie, but, um, I was more interested in Spider-Man teaming up with the Avengers in the, oh yeah, in Civil War, like, that's how I, I really liked seeing him in that context, but like the standalone movies, I just, there's, I think there's just been too much.
0: That's fair. That's, yeah. that's fair. I will be livid if they reboot again. Yeah, like, right. I, I, I would, I don't want to say I wouldn't watch it cuz I'll I'll watch it. Yeah. But I won't be happy about it. <laughs> right. Right. Um yeah, cuz and just yeah. <laughs> reminds me of I want to say it's Ben Schwartz made this joke on Twitter like way back when uh when Andrew Garfield's movies were coming out. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it was Ben Schwartz that said it. It might have been someone else, but someone tweeted and said uh, when, like, the first trailer for The Amazing Spider-Man came out or whatever, it's like, this isn't your slightly older brother's Spider-Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, we'll see. Hopefully it's a negotiation tactic, and hopefully Disney gets their head out of their ass, or Sony gets webs them up, or I don't yeah. fucking know. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so uh other speaking of PlayStation in November, early November, um they Apple, is it Apple? No, Disney Plus. There we go. That's I'm bringing it back. Uh, <laughs> Disney Plus is launching in November at the 6.99 price point. Um, it they announced like what devices it's going to launch on. Okay. And it's like it's launching on everything. Like nice. there will be a PlayStation 4 app, um, Roku, Chromecast, uh, like all the you know usual suspects. It was on fire. I think so. Okay. I think so. But I was very excited about PlayStation because that's how I watch my nice. streaming stuff.
4: Aren't they gonna? So. Didn't they announce a bundle too? That's like you can get like. Apple Apple t Apple TV Plus or whatever the fuck that service is gonna be called, <laughs> Disney Plus and like something else like Netflix or Hulu. Yes, and it's a bundle for like forty five bucks or something like that. If I'm
0: let me actually, like, it's even better than that. So a okay. uh, friend of the show friend of the show Andy uh posted on the uh on the Obsessive Viewer Facebook group, which he should. Post more in, um, <laughs> uh, find that at uh, facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. Uh, so basically this is from The Verge. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Of course, uh, Disney announces $12.99 bundle for Disney Plus, Hulu, and, eight, uh, and ESPN Plus. <laughs> Why I stumbled so much on the sports one. <laughs> um, so for $12.99 a month, and it's starting on launch day, November 12th. Um they will have that bundle that's Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN plus.
4: Damn. Um huh. Which is nuts. That is nuts. Yeah. Cause what's the lowest price point for Hulu? Eight or nine dollars, if that? Uh I want to say it's eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Yeah. Damn. Um and just the the cooperation of different companies. Because mm-hmm. Apple well, Hulu and cause ESPN's Disney.
0: ESPN's Disney hulu uh disney owns like a a majority share controlling share okay um i didn't know that yeah fuckers own everything yeah uh hulu is currently available for 5.99 a month with ads and espn plus costs 4.99 okay um and you know it's still a hell of a deal oh absolutely especially with it all bundled together um it's like espn plus uh carries hundreds of mlb nhl and mls games uh grand slam tennis top rank boxing uh pga tour golf college sports international rugby cricket the Mm. full library of espn films including 30 for 30 and more nice uh that is nuts
4: i've never seen any of those 30 for 30s but i've heard they're great
0: oh so have i yeah um god i (laughs) every time i like like i would that would just i would love that if i was into sports yeah (laughs) um I was actually thinking about that today, like, if when I was, like, a, like, preteen or a teenager, and, like, cultivating, like, my interests and everything, like, mm-hmm. if I had latched on, there was a time where I wanted to be a fan of, like, hockey, um, because it seemed cool, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I was more interested in movies and TV, but... I like tried to be into hockey, and in my very nerdy way of doing that, <laughs> I got books about hockey. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, I got books about hockey, and then I randomly picked one player to be my favorite player <laughs> and one team to be my favorite team. Oh my god. Uh, at the time, I don't know if that's still their name, but they're the Anaheim, uh, Anaheim Angels because of, uh, uh, uh no, 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 Anaheim Ducks.
4: The Ducks. Ducks I think, yeah, I think that's, I'm thinking yeah.
0: of Angels are.
4: That's, a, that's angels, baseball.
0: Angels are angels in the outfield. <laughs> ducks are the Mighty Ducks. It's a different stick face uh, thing. Yes. And it's colder. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, But I picked the Ducks because of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And there was like one... Pl- I think I had like an NHL game on like PS2 or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Paul Correa is pretty cool. Uh, He'll be my favorite player.
4: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's funny.
0: But I was thinking about that today. Like if I had become a fan and everything, mm-hmm. like, would... Would I... Okay. Like, if we were both into, like, a, the same sport or anything, mm-hmm. would we have started a sporting podcast?
4: I don't think I've ever been into sports enough to do that. Interesting. Because, like, I used to be a jock. Mm-hmm. And even then, I I don't think I had the acumen or the interest to mm-hmm. have... to discuss sports that much. Okay. And, like, there's there's, like... A lot of sports commentary out there. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying. Frankly, yeah. how much is out there? Yeah. And, Not
0: like movies and TV commentary. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, no a, one's talking about this there, shit.
4: Right. <laughs> but I, I don't, I almost never listen to sports commentary. Oh, yeah. Cause it's just too, it's too much. And yeah. like, I just can't. And my, my favorite sport is college football. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to listen to college football commentary because there's so many teams. Like yeah. the NFL, there's 29 teams, you know, Baseball, there's 30, whatever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like 120 Jeez. college football teams. So it's like, yeah, it's, there's just too much out there. So I don't think I ever would have. Interesting. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just the thing. It's funny though, um, mentioning sports. Mm-hmm. Paige and I have been just like, uh, we, we were watching through, um, she wanted to watch, uh, Big Bang Theory. Okay. It, it ended recently. Or Sorry to
0: hear that. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> um,
4: it's, it was actually pretty enjoyable. Um, okay. Cause I, I, I don't mind that show. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents were big fans and they were talking mm-hmm. about the finale and she was really interested in seeing the finale. And so we watched like the whole thing basically. Well, yeah. she watched the whole thing. I watched mm-hmm. parts of the whole what she finale. Was or
0: the the whole, whole, the whole last show. Season? The whole series. The
4: whole series, yeah. Jesus. Whole thing.
0: God. Yeah. Um, Sorry to hear that.
4: Yeah, like I said, it was actually pretty fun. Yeah,
0: I watched like four seasons. I I don't know. I yeah. I just really hate uh Galecki. Yeah, he's no he's he's so, he's so annoying. He really fucking is. I Sheldon <laughs> um, Penny. Dude, oh my I, God. Just, I hate just that affectation he puts on his voice and face. Just <laughs> pisses yeah, me off so much. he's definitely annoying. Um, mm.
4: I agree with that. But um, so that we watched that for a long time. And then we finished it, and so, like, we were in this, like, doldrum for a while of Mm -hmm. what to watch, and so we just, like, started turning on baseball. Oh, wow. Just watching baseball. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is. My wife's weird. (laughs) And and so, like, it didn't matter who was playing. We were just Mm -hmm. watching, and, like, I never played, and I've never followed baseball. Okay. I completely respect it as a sport. I think it's Mm -hmm. awesome. I just don't... It's not my thing. Sure. It's been, it was very emasculating because my wife played softball. Oh. And there's some crossover with the rules. But sure. She actually knows a lot more. And so I was like, <laughs> I felt like a total chick. Like, it, it was like the reverse <laughs> of the cliche where mm-hmm. I was asking my wife questions about how, ba- like, what the rules of baseball are. Wow. I was like, so can the pitcher just, like, pitch the ball, like, right now? Like... Like can he just can he like totally fake out the batter and just like throw it right now and then get a strike and just and she's like no he has to be in the batter's box I was like oh that's okay yeah so it was that's like
0: interesting that happened huh.
4: that happened
0: uh in my late teens mm-hmm. um maybe early twenties I wanted to be into baseball um yeah and uh, I when I was living with my parents we had a. Um we had Comcast and we had like extra channels and stuff. One of them was like MLB channel or whatever. Like mm-hmm. one of the ESPN's that only plays like MLB games. Okay. So like I would actually go through the habit of like it was when it was when we were working nights and okay. like I would basically like I I would wake up and like just throw like <laughs> Uh okay, this is how I evolved in my <laughs> attempt to be into sports. Okay. So uh as a refresher when I was in when I was a kid I just bought hockey books and like <laughs> put them on my desk and like thought that I would eventually read something but I never did. Yeah. Um and then hope that I would become a fan of hockey. <laughs> then fast forward to early 20s Matt he would put on just like MLB network or whatever. Um like when he woke up and everything and just watch it and try to just become a fan of baseball <laughs> yeah by like osmosis or whatever or right. like um what's the word I'm looking for like when people kind of surround themselves with a different language to try to learn uh to try to learn it um uh, I, uh, i'm not sure surround or Rosias? <laughs> um no i have no like idea like immersion or something like that Emerge, yes, yes, immersion, yeah. like I tried to, like, immerse myself in baseball. Okay. Did not last long. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, uh, not into baseball. Um, love baseballs. baseball movies.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the history of it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Too. Um, Have
0: you ever tried to watch, what's his face, Ken Burns' documentary on baseball? I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I I I I think I watched like the first episode, and then I was like, "I'm not into baseball." Yeah, um, yeah, that's like, what I think. This is deep into baseball, right? Um, but what I did find really charming about it, and this is why I'm not into sports at all, because I find things like this charming. But <laughs> the Ken Burns documentary series, if I remember correctly, uh, the documentary series about baseball is nine episodes long, like uh, nine innings. That's 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 great.
4: cute. That's cool. It's a... It's cute. Well, we watched... Uh, one of the teams we watched a few times was uh, the Reds. Oh, okay. It's the Reds. I think it's because they're the close one of the closer major league teams in mm-hmm. Indianapolis because we don't have a major league team right. in Indy. Um, and so I think they show a lot of games in Indy. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were watching them, and they're celebrating their, like, hundred and I want to say, like, 140th year God. as a franchise. I was like, wait a minute.
0: That's nuts. It
4: might be, like, 130, but I was like... Mm-hmm. Well, it's 2019, and baseball was invented in, like, the 1870s. Right. I was like, I guess. Holy shit. Like, that just blew me away. And then, like, I was looking at... I think we were watching a Cubs game. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they're well over a 100-year-old franchise. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It's crazy to look at the different... Baseball's so old that there's, like... Eight or nine or ten different iterations of a team's logo. Yeah, if you look at the Cubs, there's just so fucking Jeez. much. Like the players will wear like the big the big old block C, mm-hmm. and they'll have like an actual bear cub face. And then there's like the, mm-hmm. the the one where like there's just so many different logos. Like man, the history is just cool. Yeah. Like, oh yeah! Again, like, I, I'm into it in the most like one of the nerdiest right. way that that I can be. But
0: here's if I can get on my soapbox, please do about the Cubs. All yeah. right, the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> now baseball is old as shit. Yeah. So wh- and like, how long has the NFL been ex- in existence?
4: Since like the '60s, late '60s. Really? Fifty oh, years. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I think we got we're at Super Bowl like fifty something. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. I forget. I forgot they numbered them. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, conservatively speaking, like, more, less than, less or more than half the time that baseball's been around. Oh, yeah. So, since baseball came first, the Chicago Cubs should be called the Chicago Bears, and their child, the NFL team, should be the Chicago Cubs. I've never thought of that before. I think that it's bullshit, (laughs) and, yeah. And so, check out next week on the podcast when I go on my rant about White Sox versus Red Sox. Um, so, and we go in depth about the Black Sox scandal. Um, see, I know some things from watching Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Uh, we should. We should start a sports podcast. Oh,
4: my God.
0: That's just us
4: talking nonsense. Super inaccurate. Yes. <laughs> like, dude, the Lions are going to the Super Bowl.
0: Right. Calling it. Yes. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> we're like literal sports fans like uh like <laughs> like we just imagine like uh like Colts versus Lions like okay these horses are going to destroy get destroyed by these <laughs> vicious lions <laughs> um, uh, uh, that's, that's hilarious so dumb <laughs> oh my god um god okay <laughs> is, is there anything more we need to talk <laughs> about <laughs>
4: i don't think so
0: yeah i did want to mention i'm very excited because friday so i'm i'm gonna hopefully get this posted tonight even maybe i think i don't know it's a little um, late buddy yeah it, oh, it's only ten thirty. oh i go to sleep pretty late sleep apnea right. probably yeah um <laughs> but uh also keep in mind that i've already edited half of this episode oh that's true yeah. so anyway um i'm excited because friday the 23rd of August at the Artcraft Theater in Franklin, the historic Artcraft Theater in Franklin, uh, Indiana is going to be showing, <laughs> uh, the 1954 classic Akira Kurosawa film, Seven Samurai. Mm. Um, like, I am so excited about it because 15 year old me, like, is so like would, would love that I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um because it's it's gonna be on thirty-five millimeter print, which is awesome. Nice. And it's in a theater. And like the artcraft theaters just beautiful. Have you ever been there? I've never been there. We should go sometime. I'd like to go sometime, yeah. Yes. I'll send you uh, a link to the schedule and we can we should pick a movie and we could do like a, a parking lot special. Okay, cool. Yes. Cool. I like this. <laughs> um but I'm just so excited because like I'm gonna have a chance to see Seven Samurai in on thirty five millimeter in a theater, so like I'm just suit like <laughs> like fifteen year old me is excited that thirty three year old me is going to be sitting on his ass for three and a half hours <laughs> watching a Japanese black and white movie yeah. that fifteen year old me thought was the greatest film of all time, <laughs> emphasis on film. <laughs> yeah, because he was a douche. Right. Um. It is a very great movie though. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm excited. If you're going to be there too, you know, uh, hit me up. Um, cool. yeah. So, yeah. Also, here, this could be fun. If you're listening to this, go to, I don't, this isn't going to be that interesting. Uh, go to the Artcraft Theater, uh, website. Um, also donate to them if you want, because, I mean, they're, they're a really great, uh, place. Nice. But, um, that's another cool thing is that when you buy a ticket online, like, like, it, tickets are like six bucks it's like it's so like it's so cheap but like yeah but they give you the option to add a donation so like i added a little bit of money too because i'm like this is a great opportunity and everything yeah so um so the the homework for the listeners is to go to the artcraft theater website i'll put a link in the show notes go to the schedule pick a movie that you would want me and tiny to go see yeah and if schedule allows We'll try to go see one of them that you guys pick, and we will review it. Parking lot special. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So, Tiny, should we wrap up? Let's do it. Okay. So, coming up on the podcast, we are not sure what we're doing next week. <laughs> <laughs> but this night, like, at the end of this week, we should hopefully have a bonus episode, uh, hashtag parking lot special, with me and Tiny reviewing Britney Runs a Marathon, mm-hmm. which should be exciting yeah and then next week i don't know what we're gonna do um we might even take a week off i don't know okay um yeah and then finally at some point i'm gonna get my duma Key review for tower drunkies up <laughs> and we'll probably do i might do another anthology episode at some point uh we'll see cool so uh yeah that'll do it for this episode of the obsessive viewer uh thank you guys so much for listening again check out kirsten's show at indie fringe um Link in the show notes, uh, uh, Game of Crows, Winter's Coming, Father Ned, uh, very fun show, very funny. It has tons of Game of Thrones references, not only Game of Thrones references, but like, like MCU references. (laughs) And (laughs) like, there's, there, I was laughing. Uh, there were, there were very funny moments. I was, I was like genuinely really. Uh, laughing at nice Um, yeah so check that out and also finally check out patreon.com slash obsessive viewer where you can donate to us and support us so and get access to a special RSS feed that gets you exclusive content uh, just for you so having said all that thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time thanks guys And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you, and enjoy. My, My little kitty, though. We're not talking about her right I now. I know, but she would she would back up my any alibi. She I gave her to back up. is a cat. She is so cute, though. She was very very friendly to you. Uh, she was. Time. We didn't really talk about that. Yeah. She showed you her belly. Yeah. Her belly. Sorry. She she. Um, uh, you were not she her. She came at all. up
1: and was like loving on me. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Ninja. so glad you said
0: around. I really thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ninja take notes (laughs) get out here be social
3: the obsessive viewer podcast is edited and produced by matt hurt and presented by obsessiveviewer.com for a full archive of our episodes go to obsessiveviewer.com slash ovarchive You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer and follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny and follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike white. That's me at R a fecus and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at TeePublic.com. T-E-E-Public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out ShocktoberinIrvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to ObsessiveViewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at AnthologyPod.com at TheSecularPerspective.com The theme music for the obsessive viewer comes courtesy of the band Loud Like from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets which can be found at Facebook.com slash As Good As It Gets Band. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: Kitty! So annoying. He really fucking is. Sheldon. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Penny. Oh my God.